2: Come, come,
0: come. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. It's Friday, March 31st, and you're listening to episode number 591. I had to think about that for a second.
3: Yeah, I am I your to, host. I had to verify. I was like, wait a second, is that right? Go ahead.
0: Like, oh no, did I forget to write it down in the outline? I yeah, I kinda I kinda did. Uh, I am your host, Steve Say, and helping me hang on by a wing and a prayer is Mr. Bob Ryer. Do you ever get the feeling of deja vu? Oh, oh, like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't believe. It's like it's indictment day all over again. Uh Aaron Amos is here. Do
3: you ever get the feeling of deja vu?
0: <laughs> nice. And working the boards. This evening for what is very much a makeup show for earlier in the week is Chris Carey. Hello.
2: Hello. Uh when they rebooted the show, I replaced John. So (laughs) (laughs) season three. (laughs) You you just have to pretend it's just John and nobody comments on it like we're in uh, like we're in Fresh Prince of Bel Air.
0: (laughs) Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Paw Paw Patrol.
2: On the political side, statement john and i share a brain so i'm just gonna continue to talk about cults and you'll never notice a difference
0: <laughs> cults outrage
2: ah so angry i have feelings about fantastic four i think
0: there we go <laughs> you've covered all the bases i there did go, it buddy. i did
2: so good <laughs>
0: <laughs> so for those of you out there in radio land you might be saying what the hell is there a podcast going on on friday well The other day, Zencaster decided to update itself, and we were like, oh, that's nice. You know, usually there are improvements and everything's all good, but no. No. We recorded an entire show, uh, myself, Bob, Aaron, and John, and then Zencaster decided to cut us off at random times and not tell us. So we got through the entire show. I went to go and mix it. And got my files lined up and started to scroll to the right so that I could uh, edit a few things. And all of a sudden, my, my feed just disappeared. And I was like, oh, no. And I kept scrolling. And then everybody else's stuff started to disappear. The only person that made it all the way to the end was John. Ooh. So I'm going to blame him <laughs> entirely. Um, But we are here. We are trying a new method of recording since Zencaster no longer likes us. Uh, Welcome to the Zoom era of talking comics where myself, Chris and Aaron can all see each other (laughs) with our with our cameras um, still just an audio only podcast, except for us. Now we get to look at each other's beautiful faces and watching Aaron yawn as I speak.
2: <laughs> now we know he's checked out. There's we always suspected
3: no, you, no you were watching Aaron choke on his own water, but I'm, I'm glad it came across as <laughs> yawning.
0: Aaron, no is also, muted. Aaron is also sitting inside of the TARDIS, that is correct, which is fantastic. I'm gonna need to. See if we we end up doing this every week. I'm definitely going to have to come up with just a bunch of wacky ass backgrounds <laughs> for me to show up in every week. Uh, Chris is surrounded by boxes. I've been there a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago.
2: I know that's because I'm single white femaleing you and moving too. So are you?
0: Are you moving Ooh. here?
2: Uh, actually, we've already decided. I'm stalking Aaron. We talked about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't
3: be the first time. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. I
2: don't well, know. You're the one who stalked me at FlameCon. Just saying.
3: Hey, I wasn't stalking you. If I was stalking you, you would never see me coming.
2: <laughs> I didn't see you coming. You scared <laughs> the <this laughs> shit out of me.
3: <laughs> you would have never known I was there. So, left a note in your person where you get home like three days later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just unroll it. There's
3: <laughs> a, a picture of you with me behind you, going up like, throwing a peace sign. You'll never know. This could have been
0: anything. <laughs> Uh, I want to talk to Bob for a moment because yeah. it was Bob's birthday last week.
2: Ah.
0: And uh, I would uh, I would like to know if you've had any f- uh, further celebrations since we last spoke.
1: Well, all the other ones that we we briefly went through that I got to spend time with Nikki and her mom and sister. And she'll be back on with us soon. She's doing a graphic novel book club that we'll be highlighting had dinner, dinner and a movie the next night. We I hung out with Jess and Dan just this Tuesday. Went to Reese's, of course, because where else do you go in oh, I miss this so area? Um, doing dinner and a movie with Dawn and Ed. And my, my birthday gift to myself showed up today. Oh, what was that? Uh, the Criterion Collection had a big 50% off flash sale.
0: Ah.
2: Ooh, what'd you get? What'd you get?
1: I've got. Kiss Me Deadly, the original Mike Hammer movie from way back in the day. Spike Lee's Malcolm X. When We Were Kings, the documentary about Muhammad Ali and the George Foreman fight in Africa. And Michael Schultz's Cooley High, which is sort of the Motown American graffiti, but with a lot more depth.
3: Oh, yes. (laughs) Loved it.
1: Yeah. Have the soundtrack album here around somewhere on vinyl.
3: Let's do a double feature Cooley High car wash.
1: Uh, I I am planning to do that. You've you got me right up right yeah. up my alley, there, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. That.
3: Listen, if you know, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> These youngins don't know, Aaron. What okay. They don't know.
0: I know car know. wash.
2: Get I know car wash too. Shut your mouth. <laughs> the original. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
3: the, it's got to be the original. Listen, it's they so sang it in a in a so shark's
0: tail, and I knew exactly what was going <laughs> on. Oh, Lord.
3: Well, that's a, going back to a conversation we are having earlier that we talk about movies that read inappropriately, you know, uh, today. Yeesh. But still, it's a generational thing. What can it is
1: nearly it? 50 years ago. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Oof. Good Lord. Wasn't that Bill Duke?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Now, his Abdullah, yeah. who's he's the radical in there. You've got Ivan Dixon. yeah, Of course, Richard Pryor. George Carlin, wonderful cast, great uh, soundtrack by Norman Whitfield and Rose Royce. And the Pointer Sisters as the Wilson sisters. What a stretch for them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, we are going to do our best to talk about comics this week. Uh, We're going to do a uh, Trans Readathon wrap up with Chris. I believe that's on the menu. And we have a bunch of more news stories. Uh, The show we recorded on Monday was quite light when it came to news. But, oh boy, a bunch of stuff has happened since. Uh, And so in the realm of comics and movies and stuff, don't worry, we're not going to be Going into all the political shenanigans that are currently unfolding. No. And John's not are. here
2: actually. So probably, you know, he won't he won't go on a tangent about the Gwynth Patrol ski trial, which I assume <laughs> he would have done.
0: It's for the best. People don't like <laughs> politics in their comics.
2: Is so. Gwynth Patrol ski trial count as politics? I thought it counted <laughs> as comedy, but okay.
0: Paw Patrol is politics.
2: Paw Patrol defund them though, for real.
0: Defund the Paw Patrol. Mm. That's what we always say.
2: That's what the real reason. That's the real reason we had to re-record. John went on a really bad tear against Paw Patrol. We couldn't release <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> we got taken down by whoever makes Paw Patrol. I don't even know. Was it Nickelodeon? Disney? I think it
2: is Nickelodeon. Maybe. All right. Get in the comics. The comments. Hashtag release the John cut.
0: <laughs> Did you know that um Ben Affleck released a uh, Affleck cut of uh, was it Jersey Girl.
2: Stop! What could that even be?
0: <laughs> oh, Amazing. Well,
1: Jersey Girl or or Because that's <laughs> I, was, I was Jersey <laughs> that's Girl. That's the
2: one. That's the one I want. The Affleck Yeah, <laughs> Jersey Girl's okay. It's give me the, the best give me the cut of
1: Julie. Yeah, which, be the which one. one
3: had J Lo? Oh, wasn't he playing yeah, her I
1: was
2: father?
3: Say. Was he playing her father in Jeely or something like that?
2: No. No,
1: he was a hitman, wasn't he? If I'm trying to remember. Oh God, I don't remember. It's
2: been so long. Jeely. I think there was like a
3: time displacement or something like where she was like his adult daughter, but like in like I don't know. It's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think he got a Razzie somewhere in there. So.
2: Oh yeah, for Jeely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think they got us a couple too. So there you go.
3: Oh.
0: Both circle moment
2: being very yeah. useful to look up the plot of Geely I don't
0: <laughs> alright let's let's get let's get into it let's get away from Geely and into some comic books Chris why don't we stick oh. with you
2: no I wasn't prepared
0: <laughs> she was looking up Geely
2: I look on a a Wikipedia. Yeah. no it's fine we're good I can All do right. it All hit right. me with that <laughs> light sure <laughs> Okay. So uh, we are on the tail end of the trans rights readathon. It wrapped up this week. Um, we don't have the data yet on how much was raised, but several hundred trans charities were being funded through this. So I'm excited to see how nice. much came out of it because I, I don't know about you all, but my Twitter and high feed were full of people doing this. Like this was pretty big in the community for a little while there.
0: My feed um, was quite active for how active you were specifically like <laughs> I saw all of your stuff, but then all the stuff adjacent to your stuff, and it was nice for a change to actually open up Twitter and not hate it.
2: It was honestly like um, you know, we have these moments on Twitter where Twitter feels like a giant sleepover, and it was one of those where everyone was like, Oh, oh. read this book. It's a good trans book, you should read this one. And authors were popping on and being like, um, my this is my book that has trans rep. If you all want to check it out, and then people were forwarding it. There was a couple of um actually some of the things I want to highlight. There was a small publisher that has sort of just begun um called the Ghost Press, and they only do queer. Books, um, And they released one very recently with a trans main character and they donated $25 for everyone who bought that book during trans right readathon. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Yeah, I know they were. It was honestly so amazing. Um, It was a lot more participation than I was expecting. And it was just really lovely. It was like a full community situation. Um, and people read it it's fun. I was honestly, I've been in kind of a slow reading mode. So I was kind of surprised, but I ended up reading six books and like five comics. Um, so in the week, um, so I wanted to highlight a couple of them. And then, you know, when I come back on the show, I'll tell you about how we, how much we raise for charity and things like that when they release it. But uh, shout out to some incredible trans reads that have come out in the last couple years that you all should pay attention to. The first one is *The Wicked Bargain*. Uh, this is a a novel that is um, tons of tons of queer characters. It is a pirate story and it's uh, sort of a fantasy adventure. If you want Pirates of the Caribbean vibes, but you really want some queerness in it, this has got everything for you. And the audiobook narrator is Vico Ortiz from Our Flag Means Death. So...
0: Oh,
2: oh. Ah, I'm living!
0: I thought you were gonna say the narrator was Jack Sparrow. Oh God, <laughs> I was going no! To be like what?
2: I would not promote that man. Never. <laughs> uh, not on. Not on this show. Um. No, it's uh, Vico Ortiz. I'm so excited. That's they, amazing. That's they, awesome. do, they do amazing. It sounds beautiful, and the main character is an binary pirate. And like, what more could you possibly want? Um, Yuck. I know, right? Um, I also wanted to shout out so the the ghost press that I talked about, the book that they released was My Name is Magic. Uh absolutely everyone go out and read it. It's like four dollars on Kindle right now, and it is so good. It's basically Uh, The author's answer to, okay, J.K. Rowling is a trash baby. What if I made a trans Harry Potter? And it's so good. (laughs) Queer magic school. The whole deal. I am having an absolute blast with it. Uh, The plot line is basically uh, the main character is the child of the head of the school who happened to be born without magic, but is still forced to go to the magic school because... That's their mom. So <laughs> they are the one non magical student at Hogwarts, basically. And it is so delightful. Woof. I know. It's honestly so fun, though. Um, and then my uh, other one that I wanted to shout out is another indie published one called Unbury the Bones. This is if you want a supernatural, like the show Supernatural, but you want a non binary main character and a full himbo golden sunshine werewolf sidekick, this is it for you. And it is so delightful and so romantic. And I had an absolute blast reading it. Um, but I decided to keep the, the trans fun rolling. And so my webtoons of the week are all trans as well. I read Fever King over on webtoons, which is full trigger warning. If you're not ready to read about a global pandemic, um, though, this comic did start before COVID started. So whoops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I will say that's a little rough, but it is really interesting because uh, it's in this sort of. Hunger games dystopian world where um, the U.S. has kind of been split between the North and South are now different countries. And um, there there is a plague that is hitting the poor communities and the refugee communities. But the plague, if it doesn't kill you, gives you superpowers. And the main character is the only survivor of his town um, and is given superpowers for surviving. So he has taken to sort of the the analog to the capital, if we're going to use our Hugger Games narrative, to become one of their uh, trained psychics, only he has decided he will play along with it to learn magic so that he can one day take them down. Nice. Uh, It's so good. It's amazing. The art is stunning. I'll drop it in our chat here in a second, but it is like beautiful kind of surrealist color art um, and so much fun. And if you want even more fun than that, like a much more lighthearted read, I read on uh, Webtoons, The Heartful Masquerade, which is a full Sailor Moon-esque, like, magical girl story. Um the plot of this is two of the main characters, uh, one is a trans girl. Um, they basically Voltron together into a magical girl <laughs> with their best friend um, and are, you know, kind of the protectors of the city. Their other best friend, the main character of the story, used to be a magical girl, but she's lost that ability. So she kind of just comes along as the, the guy in the chair um, on their adventures until she can get her magic back. It is very bright, it is very colorful, it is a lot of fun, and I'm obsessed with the, the when they Voltron together, their magical girl name is uh, Lapin Lazuli, so they're like a little bunny with blue armor. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Um, so that if you want your, your Sailor Moon fix, this is a great one for that. And then finally, switching over to the other app, so might have to download a new app for this, I'm so sorry, on Tapas only, is Charity Case. Charity Case is absolutely so much fun if you want a bit more of the angst side of things. Um, The main character, Angel, is an absolute disaster, but they develop this great found family that helps them through life as they're trying to, like, get their shit together and be an adult, basically. And it is really cute. It's really charming. It has a couple of like elder lesbians that become like the moms of the group and take care of them. It is everything you want in a found family. And it is moving toward a bit of a throuple in the romance department. So I know I'll be Bronwyn loves this one. (laughs) (laughs) So this is this has the Bronwyn stamp of approval on it as well. And that's my lightning round. That was a peek
3: (laughs) behind the curtain.
2: Interesting.
0: (laughs) Oh, I live it every day. Trust oh, yeah, me. I was gonna
2: say. I was gonna say, Brownwin is well established as a supporter of all things polyamory, grumpily.
1: Yes, right, indeed. Indeed, I, I got to read a little bit of yeah. Fever King. Was this a novel first?
2: Fever King? I don't think yeah. so.
1: because it's see, I uh, Victoria Lee.
2: I mean if it is, I didn't know that. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> that's what came up when I was searching for it. And yeah, it does does predict the pandemic, though a different kind of one. I love the artwork. The colors are very they're not pastels exactly, but it's sort of a very moody yeah. purpley pink space. Oh my sort god, it was a novel first.
2: Look at Bob with that breaking news. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: And when we get the, the our baddies are very Gestapo esque.
2: Oh my god! Can you present yes. your
1: papers, please? We're just checking.
2: And then <laughs> turn the guy na- over
1: and yeah.
2: I know the sci-fi Nazi uniforms were something else, huh?
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But definitely, definitely want to check on some more there. Okay, Steve's looking stuff up. I can
0: tell. No, 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 no. I'm I when you're good to go. I have a question, and I have I have two questions. Yes okay okay have you read night owls and summer skies yet
2: no i need to oh, oh my god, my god. So, I, you're right i forgot i was gonna do that that's i my bad.
0: finally have a webtoon to share with Ooh. you okay <laughs> it needs to happen uh yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna put some of the artwork yes i'm in i just the put chat. fever
2: i put fever king in the chat and i'm now dropping uh the magical girl one in the chat as well so you can all see those two what they look like the art in fever king is just it's everything isn't it bob like it's really good yeah i love it mm.
0: uh my other question is what is up with the you said magical girl like the voltroning how does that work with them? They
2: they do the magical girl transformation and then they, I don't know, another merge, I guess, would be the word normal people would use instead of Voltron into one person um, and they become a single magical girl.
0: Are they all talking to each other inside the head? Yes, of yes, the bunny? they are.
2: They are talking inside the head of the bunny. Yes. What? They look I put it in the chat so you can see what the bunny looks like, but they're two girls and they become this bunny knight armor. They get taller. It's it's a little like a Steven Universe. It's like the gems. Okay. Yeah, it's like that.
0: Zoom chat apparently doesn't like my image.
2: Oh, Zoom chat is fickle. It's a fickle friend. Fair it's warning. Not,
0: it's not sending. I'm gonna try it one more time. Uh bear with us, folks. This is all very new. <laughs> Don't look behind us. the curtain.
1: just go with the bit where's toto when we need him
2: (laughs) i'm glad you liked fever king bob i thought that would be a fun one for you Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, it's cute it's alternate history uh which may or may not be so alternate considering some of our representatives who are calling for the
2: divorce Mm -hmm. of the
3: united states (laughs) we won't mention Mm -hmm. their name yeah Why, why are you trying to trigger me
2: <laughs> maybe don't read fever game then yeah. yes, it is it is one of those we were like oh this isn't new but uh are you sure this wasn't current <laughs> it does it definitely has um hunger games vibes as well if you're you know familiar.
0: so in in doing the trans readathon was there yes. anything that you came across that anyone suggested that piqued your interest that you can remember
2: what do you mean like other things like, i haven't read
0: Like in in hanging out within the community and you said like having the big sleepover on Twitter and seeing all the participation, was there anything that somebody promoted that stood out to you?
2: Yeah, so the ones that I highlighted were all things that Twitter actually recommended. Um, the the name of the magic I found because of the small press publisher was like very involved in supporting the readathon. Um, but yeah, I went through and I was like adding to my Goodreads like crazy. So I have enough trans books to potentially only read trans books this year if I wanted to. <clears throat> if my Goodreads would load, I might be able to tell you what some of them are.
3: <laughs> That's something I've never <laughs> done, Goodreads.
2: Oh, I love Goodreads. I'd I'm, be lost without
3: it. I legitimately barely keep up with the books I have. Not to mention, <laughs> wait, this is, I'm not even talking just about the books that are digital. Don't even get me to go into my little queen room downstairs and look at my <laughs> bookshelf full of all the books that I've gotten. You yeah. know, various cons and and oh, traits fair. and stuff that I, I, I will probably bequeath to someone because I don't think I'll ever read them.
2: There was a, an author that was really involved with the readathon. Oh, my God. What is her name? Uh Freyas Moon only writes trans books, is a trans person themselves. Um, and I'm definitely going to be checking out those books because they look amazing. But they're genuinely, everyone was posting like, here's what I read. And then I would just go through and be like, well, I know what my TBR is for the next, I don't know, five years, apparently. <laughs> um, so I'm very excited. Honestly, This was so much fun and engaging. I kind of think this might be my thing for a while. I'll just go through different identities and like exclusively read that identity for a week. I think that might be what I do. It's really, it really was good. So look forward to that on the show as I keep bringing you webtoons that are only one identity each week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. It's good to mix it up. It's good to go Mm -hmm. exploring and, you know, learn about other people and everything. That's so cool.
2: Yeah, I read a lot of like um, nonfiction as well that was really incredible. So if people want recommendations for nonfiction to learn more, you can definitely hit me up over on some of the social medias. But I will say, if you really want to get into what is going on with the trans community right now, there was a book called um, The Transgender Issue, which talks about all things trans social justice and just came out last year. So it's really up to date on what's happening.
0: Nice. Uh, Since we are on camera can I see your tattoo,
2: yeah, my God.
0: Okay. This is going to be great for radio. I was going to say great radio. <laughs> I great want to see radio. it. Here
2: you go. I get, Amazing. I can, I can get closer. Here we
0: go. For those of you listening at home, it looks really good. <laughs> Just
3: take a picture and send it. I'll throw it on I Insta. I
2: have it. I have a picture. I'll send it to you.
0: All right. Um, fantastic. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that that was such a success.
2: Yeah, It was really, really good.
0: And uh, I look forward to your journey, your new mission. Yes. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I don't know what anybody else is doing for this episode. Uh, uh, Bob, did you want to do a lightning round or talk about any sure. books? All right. Sure. Why
2: not? <laughs> well, no? Well, loan? There were, okay,
1: just the, me? Yeah, no. <laughs> just, a damn? There were just so many, and Chris has actually joined in on one of them. So here we go. So yeah. it was actually... Considering next week I get next to nothing again, we'll go with the big (laughs) week. So Stargirl, The Lost Children, number five of six, Jeff Johns, Todd Nock, Matt Herms, and Rob Lee, just simply wow. Um, Despite the battle to free the Forgotten psychics not going well, the book itself is very uplifting and positive. Our heroes show tons of heart, courage, old-fashioned gumption. It's everything I want in this kind of a book. And sadly, only one more to go. So... JSA is going away, too, so thanks, DC. Uh, Harley (laughs) Quinn, Legion of Bats number 6, is the finale of this mini. And it bridges the gap between seasons three and four of the animated series. And it's by T. Franklin, John Nickell, Aaron Dalhouse, Taylor Esposito. And, well, Ivy's new supervillain plans have collided forcefully with Harley's desire to be an anti-hero alongside the Bat family. Now get some twists and some tears around that but look and this isn't a spoiler alert it works out absolutely wonderfully in time for some sexy time fun at the end of the book so if you want some harley (laughs) ivy this is where we got it now speaking of twists and turns monica rambo photon number four eve l ewing luca maresca carlos lopez clayton cows has more than a few of those as monica continues to shift through alternate realities picking up friends and foes along the way Lots of action-y stuff, outer space, cosmic-y things, and that's fun. But it's the family element that Eve Ewing is showcasing here. It's just truly the highlight. This is going to be a fabulous trade for those who haven't caught up because Marvel has so many miniseries, but check out Monica Rambeau Photon. Now, Al Ewing, Kasha Nee, KJ Diaz, Corey Pettit, they they put the Wasps through some tough changes in Wasp number 3 as they're trapped in a world created by the creature from the cosmos. And although he can't break them, he has bent them into much different people with potentially terrible consequences for both of them. Ooh, spoiler alert. Maybe. You have to read. <laughs> Shioff number 11, Rainbow Roll. Andre Genlet, Dee Cunliffe, and Joe Carmagna was a fun, if slight, bridging issue to New Adventure as Jen helps out the FF. But Rao makes sure to, well, check in on the Jack of Hearts problem which has been the emotional core of this series so far well look I'd I'd love there be some some wacky shulky shenanigans it's been a pleasure reading a She-Hulk book where I can recognize a Jen Walters who I've loved on on so many years on so many levels and so many different books so good to go there we got a new baddie being introduced we'll see what happens with him now speaking of Ms. Walters the Charming Women of Marvel anthology has a framing sequence featuring Jen in court defending a group of heroines who are being sued for damages just because, well, as Jen points out, girls just want to have fun. Great roster of female creators on short stories focusing on some of Marvel's best heroines, and it made it a really special read. So much so, I even bought a special A4s variant cover, which I just never, ever, ever do that kind of Ooh. stuff. But, you know, you gotta have what you gotta have, you know. So. I shouldn't have talked about this last week, but I can now. I tried out Unstoppable Doom Patrol number one (laughs) by Dennis Cullen, Chris Burnham, Brian Reber, and Pat Rousseau. And I've got to say up front, I had reservations beginning, as I haven't truly loved uh, Doom Patrol runs since 2004's 18 issues by John Byrne. Now, this first issue had more of the old-fashioned quirkiness. And by that, I mean, Arnold Drake's original from the 60s than I would have ever expected in a modern book. And you blend that with some newish touches, and it made for something I just really enjoyed a whole lot and made it feel brand new. In a nutshell, the team has come to Gotham City searching for an imprisoned metahuman. And, well, that comes with a a quest. Look, it's going to take some doing. It is Gotham City, just saying, because, of course, Batman shows up. And he's only there to get an earful of sass, let me just tell you. <laughs> I enjoyed this a lot. Now, with classic Doom Patrol baddies waiting in, in the wings here, I'm definitely in for number two. First issue, Doctor Strange number one. Jed McKay, Pasquale Ferry, Matt Hollingsworth, Corey Pettit picks things up right after the Clea-led Strange Mini with Steven and Clea setting up shop as consultants, helping out superheroes and civilians alike who have mystical problems. And one in particular, that regarding Agamom, the warlord of the purple dimension, it seems to have, well, if you've read it, it comes to a head. I love The, the Clea Mini by Jen McKay, and I'm feeling the same vibes here. So, yeah, I mean, they even mentioned this book that Moon Knight's doing the same sort of thing that Stephen and Clea are, and Wanda's on the job, too, with Darcy Lewis in her own little shop. But, you know, uh, there, there's a Walgreens on every corner now, so what's the difference, I'm saying?
0: That's it for me. Eric, damn. Jump yes. in.
3: Jump in. What do you got? So, Monica Rambo, I was gonna ask, is this an incursion situation happening here? Because it it I I if I'm remembering correctly, they said she's the because mm-hmm. And everything is sort of coming toward her. So I don't know, you remember the incursion
1: in the in the Hickman way of things.
3: Yeah. But because yeah. she
1: can control so much energy from so many different dimensions that she can pull things from. Is she doing something like that? Yeah, I don't I don't think we're into full let's blow up worlds things yet. But we never know. We only have a couple more issues yet. We could find
3: out. I was just curious about that, because you know, our uh Beyonder with lashes for days, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. is a little well, it was a little sort of what's the word I'm looking for? The insistent that you keep saying this is something I'm doing, and this is something you're doing, and then when they, and also by the way, I don't know if I knew who those villains were not villains, but you know, those other side characters that ended up having powers that kind of threw me off. But, um, well, that's old, they're old time characters in new that's
1: Moonstone, Carlos Ophan from the original Thunderbolts,
3: yeah. Moonstone, I knew, I didn't know the other one, yeah. So I was sort of like, I don't, I don't understand what that power is. It was kind of interesting, but I didn't know what that power is. In any event, though, um, as I mentioned previously to Bob, you know, in that episode, that last episode that no one will ever hear. R. Um R. You know, exactly. RIP, pour one out. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, this is one of those books that, that's a part of this new crop of books at Marvel by, you know, artists of color that, you know, you're in re- writing characters of color that you're really beginning to see the two connect. Um even in the the language and the 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 idiom everything about how they are communicating as characters relating back to a more realistic you know version of their reality not to say that anyone is monolithic but it's starting to make sense so you hear a, a Monica you know relating to her family a certain way there's even interestingly enough I don't know if anyone's noticing this but there's there is a, a there is code switching all through yeah. these books. Um, and I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone's noticing that if you're not someone who has to code switch. Um, but it's happening in Miles and Ralph's Spider-Man, it's happening here. It's even happening in the daughter of bleed book a little bit, but not as much. Yeah. Um, and there's there's another book out there that I was reading that it's part of this crop um of of new books that are being written by people of color at Marvel, which I think is great. Um, from a, a reality perspective, because you know we have to exist in multiple spaces and then those spaces we communicate differently. And sometimes if yes. you're you know, if you're like me who just sort of grew up doing that, it happens automatically. You don't, you know, you don't say,' okay, at this point, I'm going to talk like this. you you respond to what you're you're given. And it's interesting to see that actually being written uh, and put on paper. yeah, so I, I'm really appreciating the attention to detail that you get with people who are writing characters who are like them. So I, I I am appreciating it, but I'm really loving this. I love that family angle. They actually t- talked about this at NYCC that it's not going to be Monica's book is not going to be a, you know, a punch him in the book you know, until, you know, everyone submits. But rather you're going to talk. A, what she actually said was you're going to see Monica deal with being a hero while at the same time deal with being a woman of color and all the things that she has to balance as a woman of color. So I think so far they're delivering on that promise. Yeah. So check it out.
2: That's awesome.
0: That Um, is awesome. Nice. Very cool. Uh, For me, what more can I say about She-Hulk? Other than it has been an absolute pleasure to read this book from month to month. I'm sad on the, on the, the off chance that it's not there. Um, I want good things for Jen, and I am biting my nails and twitching at every turn of this. Lo- it's not a lover's quarrel; it's a lover's conundrum.
2: Well,
1: I would they say have, they have trouble being near she each can't other touch because it. of power things. Yeah, well, right. Okay. I'm a lot. I'm okay. a lo- Karen, She
3: can't touch it. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> can't touch this. Yeah.
2: Doom,
0: <laughs> um, I'm I'm good to talk about She-Hulk and Jack, right? Like that's that's all right, yeah. it's fair game.
3: The yeah. ultimate unsafe sex. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so Jen and uh, and please correct me if I get anything wrong here, but um Jen and Jen and Jack have a complicated past in that. Jack has been responsible for She-Hulk losing her abilities and her powers because he is an absorber of radiation. And if he gets too close, there's been something going on with Jack where his powers haven't really been working out for him. But something recently happened where he's afraid that it could be triggered at any moment and they could they could come back when he's not wearing his suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's putting this divide between the two of them. And I, I I love the book, love the characters. I love what Rainbow Rowell is doing. I think she has a really good sensitivity about these characters and about this situation. She knows how to write about drama of the heart, if you will. Yes. And I don't normally get wrapped up in comic book relationships because let's face it, there aren't a whole lot of them out there, but I Feel something for these two characters. I want them to be together. Those little quiet moments where they're sharing food together or they're just laying together. Those moments throughout this series have been so, so nice. And for all the stuff that Jen has been through and all the back and forth of creators taking her in different directions, it's satisfying to see her be in love with someone but also incredibly frustrating for it to be taken away. But that's the game. That's the way it's played, right? Like, that's how they get the drama. That's how they pull you in. And he steps been, away
1: and there's a tear in her eye, right? I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking.
0: <laughs> I've been pulled into this in, entirely. I, I absolutely love it. It was immediately one of my favorite books on the stands when it first came out, and it still is. Uh I love the Doom Pot stuff as brief as it may be. <laughs> so good. And um I'm just I'm I'm rooting for them. By them I mean Jen and Jack and like I like her her Fight Club stuff. I like seeing Jen get to cut loose, have fun and feel the love. Is that too much to ask? No.
2: Considering it's Marvel probably. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey
3: like most men, he'll drain the life out of her. Oh,
2: That's
3: my wow. last one. I'm here till the weekend. Everyone, <laughs> tip your waitress. Tip your waitress. Thank That's you. right? Thank you very much.
2: You can definitely yeah, be hard on intimacy when you don't know when the release is going to come. You know? Oh, wow. oh, I heard it. Wow. I heard
3: it. Wow. I was about it to say
2: a... that one right when you were like, and Rainbow Rowl handles it so sensitively. And I was like, okay, I'll wait a little bit.
0: Wow. <laughs> Those those radiation for her pleasure have got to uh, sell to someone.
2: Right?
3: <laughs> Battery's <laughs> not included.
2: All Ew. right,
3: we're done. We're, we're, we're done. done. We're, we're done. done. That's it. <laughs>
1: Uh, Chris, did you check out the Unstoppable Doom Patrol?
2: I did. I love every time the Doom Patrol interacts with the Batman. It's my favorite dynamic. There is no one more annoying to him than those people. And that makes me so happy. Anything that makes yeah. them annoyed brings me joy. <laughs> then yeah. going into Gotham and they're like, we got to keep a low profile so he doesn't show up and immediately start blowing shit up. And then, of course, yeah. he shows up and they're like, it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I don't know if I've
3: ever read a Doom Patrol. I don't know if I've ever read a Doom Patrol, a a book that was based only on the Doom Patrol. I've read them in, oh. I think, guesting roles. You know, oh, I
0: know. You gotta!
2: They're so I, good.
0: Yeah, I know that there are others, obviously, but the um the Young Animal run that was yeah, going I remember you reading that? Yeah, real good, real good. Yeah. The art for that story is so amazing. Oh my god,
2: I love the Doom Nick Patrol. Darrington, I think, did that. Mm-hmm. I will, uh, the art for this too is very like uh, I think it, it was Brian Ruber is that who it is? um he does the very like old school art mm-hmm. yeah rubber uh Brian Reber. and it it kind of is very reminiscent of like the first run of Doom Patrol and I like it a lot.
1: Yeah Chris Burnham and and Brian Reber are have a classic feel and especially you're mostly focused on the original three doom patrol members though with the new chief and i felt like i was looking at the art from the 60s on the new paper with sort of the new darkness of it and yet still there's some extras because of the new colors and so on and what you can do with it but it's classic and that's it makes me happy with these classic characters who have not always been as well served as they could have been or across the years a lot of as with many characters, when people who don't love them write them as guest stars, mm. it's it's the quick it's the elevator pitch, right? Oh, it, they're these freaks that are this and this and this. All right, yeah, but they interacted well with each other back in, yeah. in their time through the the sixties and early seventies.
2: Yeah, um, I was cracking up at all the the various jokes that the random people of Gotham were throwing at them. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my favorite being, "Go home, you're not Batman." Really. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. As if he's the be-all and end-all. How many times has <laughs> Gotham been destroyed, wrecked? I was going to say, blah, blah, blah. you guys
2: don't yeah. like him that much, but if it's anyone yeah. but him, no, forget about it. Yeah,
1: we support <laughs> our own, even if he's terrible. Yeah,
2: yeah, we support him, even if he fails constantly. Yeah.
3: It seems no. like there's so many sort of like peripheral characters around that somebody could just hire to say, hey, can you come and just sort of assist in this whole thing when Batman's about to fuck it up?
2: I mean, <laughs> Batman has like twelve hundred adopted children. If that was going to work, he yeah. would have done it by yeah. now. <laughs>
3: yeah, but
0: eleven
1: 1, hundred
3: ninety-seven of them are dead. I going to say, oh that. wow, that went dark. <laughs> but, um, yeah,
2: that, I mean, dead this, or in at uh, ed- editor death, which you know happens yeah. periodically yeah. to Harper Row. R.I.P. wherever the hell you are.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Mm. I, I'm, oh. I'm
2: never. I'm never not thinking about Harper Row.
0: Speaking oh, of man. Harper Row, have you been keeping up with Gotham Knights, or are you waiting for us?
2: I'm waiting for you. Did you watch it? No. Oh, okay, I was oh, like, wow. did you watch it on your own? Just the, the, gonna...
0: the indignity of it all. He's like, no.
2: I was like, we have a plan. We have to watch it together, or else it's no, just not no. Gonna... I'm
0: I'm saving that for when we can all be together because I've been yeah. I've been riding the emotional roller coaster this past week.
2: Right and, so, and you don't been... need to add Gotham Knights to that. No, <laughs> there's been so no
0: time for Gotham Knights shenanigans. Nobody needs that. <laughs> you know, I
2: love Gotham Knights.
0: You'll love
1: that. That'll help you.
0: I am yeah. looking forward to that. I'm I'm also looking forward to reading Strange Number 10 to cap oh, that yeah, series okay. off because yeah. I never I never got to it. I read 1 through 9 and then you talked about 10. It sounded amazing and I was like, I'm going to read that tonight and then it never happened. That happens Aww. a lot to all of us around here. Yeah. That's all right. I'll get a I'll get a double feature. I'll get the end of one and then move right into the scene.
2: Yeah. There you go. It's best that way, right?
0: Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. I love it. Uh speaking of other things that I love. Oh.
3: Hi, Aaron. Oh, Aww. didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, being attacked by all my cables here. What's going on?
0: <laughs> uh, do you have any any books you want to talk about this week? Sure. Scene
3: one, take two. <laughs> yeah, so I'm waiting for my lightning <laughs> Bob you. and
2: I did it very quietly but no yeah. one listened to us so Thank it's fine. <laughs> it
3: was like it was like side lightning
2: yeah uh, there was the storm was slowly rolling in
3: <laughs> let me get situated here all right so I got my books I got my note situation it's a whole new world now with the zoom thing and everyone's looking at me yeah.
2: Honestly, I've been very distracted just staring at how beautiful you look on this camera.
3: Hey, 1080p, <laughs> man. 1080p with the ring light. What can, I do? what can you do? I'm,
2: I'm, yeah, I'm just staring into your That's eyes good. as you speak. So, into the it's reflective in ring light? <laughs> into yeah. the reflection of your glasses. With, <laughs> with, you
0: with his ring light.
2: I know. Okay. He, he It's looks- on the camera. like a model it's
3: incredible hey it's it's all about the front lighting otherwise i look like a big thumb in the middle of the screen
2: (laughs) look at how
0: manicured you are though no for real facial hair i just kind of just came from the barber like last week and yours already looks better than mine Hey, Superman lost number one. <laughs> All
2: right. He's like, please shut up. I beg of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my,
3: oh, my priest. Because he, he just calls himself priest now. Um, and Carl, Try to get uh, you
0: some action, man. Pagulian.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're going to be in these, never mind. Um, <laughs> so uh, Cal, I'm going to say it again. Pagulian. That's how I'm pronouncing it. That's what we're going to say. That's what his mama oh, name named him. That's, that's what, what it is him. now. So, you know, I'm going to start with a little bit about how this book goes. So I'm going to walk a little bit through some of the parts and pieces. Now, you know, the crew here might know some of the things I'm going to talk about because I mentioned them in our previous conversation. But, you know, it is what it is. News to me. So the one thing about this book is that it starts with a lot of exposition. You have, I think, what you realize eventually is that it's Lois. Well, I think it's a combination, actually, of Lois and Clark at some point doing quite a bit of exposition. And the, the topic of the conversation that they're having with you, I suppose, is about how quickly life can change, about how death can come upon you, how you never know when it's your last day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's setting you up, obviously, but it's giving you that sort of cold open of, you know, here are the things about life that you love, and then you don't know how much you love them and how much you miss them until they're gone, et cetera, et cetera. Sound familiar? Yes, because it's been done with Superman 300 times before. So... All that being said, you you cut to a, a point in the early part of the story where Clark leaves. He has to do a Superman thing. Clark comes back later. He seems a bit traumatized. You're not really sure why he's a bit traumatized, but Lois is doing all of her normal things, saying hi, going to make some coffee or whatever it is she's going to go do. And for some reason, he's sort of sitting there still a little bit triggered in the room. Come to find out. She talks to him. He's He is triggered. Something's going on with him. And it, you realize or he explains at that point that he's the way he was because he had actually even though in her for her it only been since the morning he's actually been gone for 20 years what just as this how just as he is revealing this there's a knock at the door and it's bruce and bruce has this look on her face in his face of complete utter shock at which point i will say this was a good point for lois because lois put together so much based just based on the look on bruce's face and basically broke down any opportunity that they would have to try to lie and keep something from her because she shut it all down right out of the gate. She's like, yes. your face is telling me that you weren't expecting to see him here. Your face is telling me that you weren't expecting this. There's something going on here. You left her early, day. you did this, you did that. This is, I saw something on news over the China Sea. That never happens over the China Sea. That's because uh, news media, they always tell us to say, this does not really. I'm just like, Jesus Christ.
2: Yes, the world's <laughs> she, real best detective in the room. She, she yeah. shut it
3: down and they're basically she's basically like, you just need to come clean. And so that begins the story, and the story begins where there's a Justice League mission that they're all on, and there's Justice League that's been in the most recent version of it, so we're, we're all on. Um, and there is something happening in Asia. Um, they do their thing, they do their Justice League thing, but at some point they realize that there is a singularity forming here that could basically engulf the entire planet, and Superman needs to go in, being tethered by Diana's lasso. Um, so that the whole Justice League can stand back doing a big tug-of-war to keep him out. Well, obviously, based on the fact that I just told you he was gone for 20 years, something goes wrong. Um, and it just sort of, I guess this is where the story begins now. Um, you find out something's gone wrong. You're not exactly sure what's gone wrong. You're not exactly sure how he got back or what took the 20 years. But the the, the whole issue was the setup. Um and I know we can say that about every first issue, but this was literally the the whole first issue it was the setup this is uh this is how we got to the point where we're about actually about to go have the story um and it was interesting because I couldn't figure out as I was saying to the team previously I couldn't figure out who this was for uh, I really really couldn't because this book is written in a way that um it assumes that you know some things but then assumes that you don't know some things but it has to assume that you've never read a single issue of superman where he's been lost in time or lost in whatever i don't know how many times countless times um so i, I my expectation is that there's got to be something that was presented here that is going to be different um that is going to take a path that maybe you know we aren't expecting that. maybe we're gonna zig where we expect it to zag i don't know but Based on what we got in this issue, I'm not going to say it's a bad story. I can't say that. There wasn't enough there. But I don't know if it would be enough. As a reader, as someone who's read Superman, I wouldn't say extensively, but as someone who's read Superman, this would be enough to to motivate me to, to care what happened on the other side of that singularity <laughs> for 20 years. So we'll see. Clearly, I'm going to go back and read a second issue. Maybe I'll do a, a, an ultra thing. So come back to me in two months when you know, you know when we catch up, up, <laughs> you know, when, it, when we catch up. One issue two, so <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. I'm not really sure, but um, I will again point out because I've asked before and I'm going to ask again. What? How does Diana decide whether or not she's going to take the jet? Um, <laughs> because I don't know what what requires a jet and what doesn't when you are, you know, a super strong flight enabled Amazon. So, um, because there's a scene in here where she was with the Justice League and she's flying alongside them. And interestingly enough, they didn't even know she was there because she was in the jet until she actually started talking to them. Um, So she was invisible. Um, And then she decides she's got to go join Batman. And so she ejects herself from the ejector seat from the jet. The ejector seat has jets on the bottom of it, like literally like flame jets shooting her up and a parachute on the top. (laughs) <laughs> the parachute opens it's you can see it in the background and it's in the background of her flying away <laughs> so <she laughs> herself from a plane and then with a parachute and flew away i don't understand the continuity there i, don't I have a theory
0: <laughs> mm, i love oh, to okay i have a theory i have been thinking about this since monday night <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre I'm gonna I'm gonna require a little bit of help, and this may go nowhere.
2: Okay, maybe
3: a
0: failed bit. But a secondhand <laughs> jet—the first per- first person couldn't fly. No, my. Do we okay? Who makes the invisible jet? Where did she get it? I, I think so it has different origins.
1: About? Yeah, if you go back to the original, yeah. it was actually a prop plane back yeah. in the day, and it became a jet when jets were a thing. In the John Byrne run, it's actually a gift from an alien civilization that. Forms itself into whatever you need, in which case it was an invisible jet.
0: Okay, that by comic book ma- magic, comic book logic, I buy that. Yes. What if she wants the manufacturer who has made this jet? <laughs> was it Boeing? To not feel bad <laughs> and to Airbus? get use <laughs> out of the features of this thing, it's like and Martin. so. She yeah. uses she uses it to their benefit so that they could see their hard work mm. paid off. It works. And oh, she could, so could be like
1: TV ad
0: <laughs> yep. all I know. She's when this adventure's over, she calls oh. them on the phone and be like, the jet works great. No. <laughs>
3: all, all I know is there's some poor bastard who got crushed to death by an invisible protected chair.
1: Didn't say crashing
3: <laughs> to the ground. And then there's also an invisible jet flying through airspace and no warning to other passenger jets. And so now you've you've saved, you know, 300 people on this boat. You've killed 2,000 people when you've knocked out
2: all the flights. Somewhere Benoit Blanc just shows up and he's like, how is a man crushed when there is nothing here to crush him?
3: Just (laughs) crushed under an invisible chair. Did did anyone see A Fish Called Wanda? Yes. Yes. Right. So it,
1: it it's an invisible block falls on someone's yep. dog while they're walking <laughs> their dog. It,
3: it makes no sense to me. I just yeah. I just wanted to point that out because that was just a weird choice. Um, I don't know. I know sometimes people write write her as if she can't fly and some uh, blah blah blah. But no, I think we're well into the era of Diana is can fly. No matter that That's the where. late
0: that's since the late fifties.
3: Yeah, so, yeah. So she we're we're good there. So I'm
0: looking yeah. at this page. Does she fly or does she like dive bomb? If you look <laughs> at
3: if you look at subsequent day. um pages, you'll see her sort of just floating there with like Martian Manhunter and all that stuff. So it's like she's flying, she's she has the ability to fly. So yeah. why why did she first of all why couldn't she just open a door and just step out?
1: Right. If she wanted to have a relaxing trip and just ride in the jet, that's one thing. But ejector seats and parachutes yeah. and the rest of it, it what is if. Weird. What if,
0: what if she's got some kind of mechanism in her tiara? <laughs> yeah. Because look, it's got a parachute. Uh-huh. What if she uh-huh. can deter she could decide where it lands? Uh-huh. What if
2: it it's like the it's like the flash's ring and it all just folds into her tiara uh-huh. and then she can pull it back out?
0: What if she oh, stops being so
2: what if
3: she stops being so freaking lazy and fly? <laughs> How about that?
1: Everyone else flew. She She just might have had to have a passenger on the way back, so maybe
3: that's why. she she, Barry Barry actually ran.
2: (laughs) She flies up in the jet beside Superman. It's just like some of us don't feel the need to show off all the time. I guess
3: she's like, well, I decided to take an Uber here, so I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, I do have two more books. The the other side of the singularity. (laughs) It needs to take the jet back. Jeez, I don't know, but all right. So I do have two more books. The other one. GCPD The Blue Wall number six by John Ridley. Um, again, I, this book is, I think, probably one of the best books that have been written, um, especially about a Gotham uh, of, of a Gotham storyline in quite a while. Um especially about a Gotham storyline that has n- never really incorporated Batman into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is essentially a drama uh about the Gotham Police Department and their desires. To clean it up, while at the same time looking at it from the perspective of three rookies who you know want to come in and do the right thing and and protect people and do all the police things, but are sort of hit by all the the barriers to getting that. It's sort of like it, it shows you all the different ways and different potential opportunities that there are to go. Be impacted by the wall that you hit that blue wall, and which direction is it going to send you? in? is it going to make you fight harder to push through it? Is it going to make you just give up, or is it going to make you sort of give in and sort of you know accept it? So we see that those perspectives through the three individuals that are those rookies. Now, in previous issues, you know, you begin to see that there's sort of resolved breakdown um, and various things happen. And one of them took a really extreme path, a really, really extreme path. Um, and it's having some having significant impact on Renee, um, on the police department, on the remaining friends, um, a lot of stuff going on. But the way this is being told and the truth that are being told by John Ridley in here are really sort of telling, especially in the time that we're living in right now, about the struggles of a police department, um, both from the perspective of those that that are a part of that department, because I'm not going to begin to think that it's all easy, but as well as those who are impacted by maybe the not so good eggs in that department and how that plays out. He's done a really good job of telling that story. And, and I know we want to look at Renee Montoya in these stories. We always want to look at Renee Montoya when we can as the hero, but she's not really the hero here. Mm. Um, because as much as she is that that somewhat central character, she's also as much a part of the problem in her indifference, you know, when someone approaches her for help, um, then she is part of the solution as she wants to to have everyone believe that she's trying to be, she's trying to enact these changes and she pays the price for it. Um, it, it wraps up with this issue number six. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily believe there's opportunities for it to to, to go on on this storyline, maybe on a adjacent storyline with similar characters, maybe in the aftermath of this. But I think as a contained story, this is going to read incredibly well. You know, if you sit down with a trade and go all the way through, you're going to ask some questions. You're going to obviously see some very timely conversations there, um, and some some really emotionally impacting. Um, events that not once, even though it's a smack dab in the middle of one of the most prominent DC cities there are, Gotham City, um, almost never mentions Batman or any of the other superheroes of the world because they, they, she wants to be Renee. That is, wants to prove the point that their dependence on these heroes, um, sometimes cripples them. Um, prevents them from being able to do the things necessary to take care of themselves. Basically, if you don't allow allow a child to walk, they'll never be able to run. So, you know, it's it's sort of telling that story, but she doesn't necessarily, she doesn't exactly take the best path to getting there. She allows herself to be impacted as much as anyone else uh, by all of the things she has to juggle. She questions whether or not she's qualified for the job. And in some ways she she proves that she's not, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, if this has any impact to any other part of the DC universe because I don't necessarily know if Renee is anywhere else in the universe right now but I'm not sure I'm not reading any of the Batman books so I don't know if she's there anywhere but you know I think as a contained story it, it was really well written
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, speaking of another really well written story The Magic Order 4 number 3 Mark Millar that Um, we've talked about this a gazillion times I think I've, maybe you've talked about almost every issue of this entire but four volume run at some point if not a majority of them because it's just consistently that good well except for volume three um but it's oh. it's consistently that good and i will say the the writing in volume three was stellar the art in volume three was not um and that's kind of why i, I make that side oh, okay. comment um but i would you know i would recommend that anyone who has not read these gets on top of them they are suspenseful they are funny at times but more suspenseful they're action-packed they're beautifully written they're complex um they're noir at times they're 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 full-on action at others the art and the 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 story now completely match is exactly what you want it to be so we have this sort of full circle moment in storytelling here where Mark Millar basically revisits a character that was a big bad in the first volume Um, and sort of incorporates all of the things that have happened since as to being what has led to this big bad returning. But The big bad takes a different approach. Um, And it's not necessarily that they want to just wreak havoc and do evil, but they want to do what the magic order has been doing, but they want to do it their own way. They don't agree with the way that the magic order has been doing it. Their way basically says, basically... F them humans. If we want to make some money, we're going to make some money. If we're here protecting your asses from everything else. We might as well, you know, live the good life, you know, from it as our powers allow us to, to do. Um, the magic order has sworn not to just do this as a sense of duty. And these folks are like, Nah, I think we want to get paid. Um, so you know, it's just a different approach. Um, but unfortunately, this big bad takes a very bloody and gruesome way path towards getting there. And it really does begin to break down the magic order in a way that um it has not been broken down before. People are lives are lost. People that you have been with since volume one are essentially obliterated. Um I don't know. I mean it's magic so who knows what can happen. But the scenes were done in such a dramatic way that it really led you to believe that okay this dead is dead. You know this. This is they are not coming back, um, and we find ourselves wondering what's going to happen. We also get a lot of background about Uncle Edgar. We talked about Edgar in some previous issues. Um, uncle Edgar, who is basically this doddering old uncle who they have sta- stationed in a in a castle somewhere, who's protecting this side or the other thing. Um, but we've learned over time that Uncle Edgar is not all he's cracked up to be. Um, is probably the scariest of all. You know that they have here um and you know he's getting kind of pissed off now because he's beginning to maybe remember who he is because he's not doddering old uncle edgar but he's actually the king the the was it the demon king or whatever it is i can't remember um how they exactly phrase it but he is this magical king that is all powerful and could basically smite them all if he ever remembers who he is again so we find ourselves with cordelia and her 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 heroin addict beau francis The only two that are left alive trying to figure out how to turn the tide here. Meanwhile, they are trapped in an alternative universe. And it's just so much going on. It's so complicated. I know if you string the words together that I've just said to you, none of it makes sense. But if you actually read it, I promise you, it is... Really, really good. It's really, really engaging. You'll it's you'll seem like you're finishing the issue before you've even begun because it's just that engaging as you read it. And I just cannot say more about it. I do get the sense that this is probably going to be the last go-round for this one, for this story. I'm hoping I'm wrong here, but yeah, I'm gonna look into it and see what's what. But I, I, I would highly recommend it. That's my lightning round.
0: What do you think's okay. going on with Malar and the Balar Millar- world or verse or whatever it is that he has for netflix do you think the magic order will ever come to live action or animated well i
3: looked it up once before well, it was during one of the previous maybe it was issue one when well, i read, read issue one and i talked about it on the show um, I looked it up and it looked like there was some conversation about it. Some Something had started up. I think it was November of last oh, year. We all
0: looked it up together. Didn't they yeah. say that it was back on? Like it was, I thought back, it in was back on.
3: Yeah. So I thought it was like something around November. I think the article or something it was like November of last year. And I got the impression it was back on. I really hope it is. I would love to see. Okay. I will say this. I hope this does not get the Amazon paper girls treatment. Oh. I hope there's some some R&D. time, yeah, exactly, some time and money and effort into you telling this story, because this really is, and I hope this doesn't get the well, sci-fi channel treatment.
2: Is um, The Magic Order starring lesbians? Because then it won't get the P- Paper Girls treatment. Yeah, see, so
3: there you have it. That, that could be the trick. Looking you know? at You,
2: First Kill, and every other lesbian show that's come out in the last three years.
3: You can. that's you know, probably something to be said about that.
2: Oh, I've, um, I've, there's a lot that's been said. I'm not the first person to notice yeah. it.
3: Uh, you know i don't know you know yeah. i'm thinking about this the ratio of, well the ratio no actually no i'm wrong there's an equal part you know men women people of color in this book i had to think about that for a second yeah so who knows who knows what kind of treatment it's going to get now yeah is it produced yeah. in florida i don't know anyway anyway move <laughs> on Oh um, but i i hope that they give it the money and the time that it deserves because you know i guess i before i don't want it to get that the sci-fi channel viewing where everything where like you can literally do the cgi as part of like an after-school program you know at some local public school but
1: nato exactly yeah
3: exactly because the visuals for this is are are, yeah that's such a a huge part of the story the the visuals the spell casting the, the deaths the explosions the the spells being you know the even the 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 magic that's not supposed to be magic the tricks all that stuff it's going to be critical to to and the coloring is something that's really important it's this is not a bright you know sunshiny you know metropolis sunny day type of book it's it's the tones are muted; they're more warm, and you know, and, and sort of, and leaning into almost like sinister in, in, in nature. So, I, I don't. It got to take; they got to take the time. That's my thought. Best of luck with that. I don't, don't have good I feelings. It's I delicate. know. I know. I would love if they took the time and like did really good
0: animation. Yeah. I think that would be great. Yeah i would love i mean oh go ahead chris
2: i was just gonna say if they did like a like shadow and bones or sandman that kind of level of animation for it it could be really good
0: i think that would be great yeah how not to not to jump off of Aaron's stuff we'll go back but did you watch that 11th episode of sandman the animated partially animated one i didn't watch any of sandman i
2: i haven't i oh i was asking chris i haven't caught up on any show that's in existence
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Nope. No, I can't think of a single show I've got
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was picturing more in the vein of um, either Castlevania or arcane. Oh, uh, it's
2: like an uh, animated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, or
0: like a Vox Machina. Mm-hmm. I could
3: I see Castlevania. Well, I don't know. Castle- yeah, I could see
0: Castlevania. I mean, I'll say this, if if they end up going that way, we won't see it for another like three (laughs) to four years.
3: That takes a minute, Uh, yes. That takes a minute to do that type of animation, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Don't do the Invincible. Even though I liked Invincible, that animation looked rushed at times, so.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it it was pretty... um, There wasn't anything particularly amazing about it. It kind of... I mean, despite the hyper violence of it, it had a very simple uh, like house animation Mm -hmm. approach. There wasn't any, it wasn't any, it looked like the book, which is, which is great for people that are fans of the book. And that, I guess in some ways that's kind of what you want because you're bringing the book to life. But um, that animation style, the 2D wasn't all that flashy, Mm -hmm. still a good show though. I, I enjoyed what I watched of it for sure but um like when i think of the magic order and i think of the potential of a series like that i definitely want them to pour a little bit of money on it yeah and let's get the art team or at least the de- the design studio that did castlevania or even if you go The arcane route or you try to do like a sony spider-verse type of thing i was just gonna say i was just gonna say
3: maybe into the spider-verse type Mm -hmm. scenario maybe a more stylized and less sort of you know uh sort of sort of comic booky looking sort of Mm -hmm. into the spy because i think they sort of really did try to give you it within just spider-verse like the the comic book on the page Mm -hmm. um, with a lot of the 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 visuals and all that stuff but maybe a more dramatic you know, style of that animation, I think would be really good.
0: Like a yeah. dark, inky JoJo's Bizarre
3: Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it. Listen to us, folks. Listen That's to right. Us.
0: We'll help you make the big bucks, and then you won't yep. cut us in. I'm on to you. We
3: will steer you in the right
0: direction. <laughs> uh, GCPD, the blue wall. I'm, I, I assume that by you reading this, you've been collecting this off the app, correct? Yes. Oh man, I should have done the same thing. That's I'm insane. dying. I'm dying What are they, to,
2: what are they up to in the app? Let me see.
0: Yeah, five. at Five. Right five. Now, it's you know. out there. Yeah, that's the What's thing. Whenever, 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 whenever the new issue more. comes out, the old issue usually pops up. Although not all the time. I feel like they're a little slow to post Batman on mm. DC Universe. Well, there's oh
3: like 40 my, forty of them.
0: Yo. <laughs> yeah. I've got a rant brewing about. DC universe. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting so frustrated with that app. I can't tell you how many times I'm enjoying something on that app. I'm, I'm, Oh, I open it up and I'm cruising. I'm like, I have comiXology. I have Kindle. So I, there's not a whole lot of room on an iPad. Mm -hmm. You know, my iPad's a couple of years old. I only have so much space and I'm already downloading and moving around a bunch of books on my comiXology. But then DC Universe comes along and they give you the option to download something. That's nice. But what they need to do is they need to let you subscribe to a series and send yes. you alerts. They alert you to all this crap that you're not going to use. They're like, "Oh, by the way, here's a here's an avatar skin for Gotham Knights." I don't need that crap. Yeah, you get
3: notifications, yeah, or messages, but
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You're I don't
0: not need wrong. that. Like, does yours me-
2: still just close itself periodically for no that, reason? Oh, <laughs> oh that's for me. No.
0: That's so. For I did. Me it has not reason.
2: fixed for me. I'll, I'll tell you, I
0: was
3: And ignored. the orientation thing. The orientation thing fixed for me on my iPad no. as well. That used to. That's not, nice. It used to not do a, a nope. landscape
0: at okay. all. Yeah. For me, when I go into landscape mode, it will have this tab that comes at the the top of the page mm. to let you know where you are. And it stays there unless you press the page and then it'll go Mm -hmm. away and then pop back into frame and you'll be good to go. But God forbid that you have to turn the page and find yourself in the same situation over again. And those loading. Oh,
2: I just periodically get the Alfred screen of we're sorry, sir. It is not loading right now. I've (laughs)
0: gotten that a couple times. I get the If it doesn't just
2: shut down, which honestly, sometimes it just closes. I get the the black,
0: the black page with the white spinny wheel of death and every now and again, it will, it'll actually pop up. But lately it has just been spinning and spinning and spinning. And I have to, I have to hard quit the app
2: and start open
0: it up and it doesn't like automatically always bring you to the page the page that you were at it oh, just opens man. the app for you and brings you to the home page of the app
2: yes oh it and, never opens yeah and yeah. it doesn't even always save in the like previously reading section and i'm like but no
0: why no. all i want is when i go to the the series as a whole right give me a little favorite star at the top yeah. of the page let me click on that so that you know that i prefer and to read that on the app, and when the new issue comes out, it says, "Hey, notification! A new issue of you know, I don't know, Unstoppable. Yeah, friggin' uh, cool Doom control. Patrol is out or whatever. You know. Oh, if
2: they gave us, if they gave us that feature, it just would not work periodically because I don't mm. know about you, but <laughs> the add to my favorites has not worked for me in like two months. I can't do it. It will not add.
0: Like you can make all of my really? stuff. Wow." it just
2: does nothing it just click it and nothing happens
3: I, yeah, been, I just literally set up it's so funny because i was when you had recommended a while back was it blue beetle and
2: graduation day yeah, oh, so yeah a,
3: there was a couple of things i was just like all right well i'm not going to get to them now but i want to make sure that they're all collected in uh-huh. my favorite so i literally just you know knew, That's awesome. i pulled it up under uh you know comic series not the issue but comic series and just yeah. for me when i just hit the thing it just adds it all there and then whenever a new one comes out yeah it automatically puts it in that folder on my it favorites. used to
2: do that for me but now i've had to put everything in list instead because it will not add to favorites that's
3: weird. i literally just set one up for like I don't know. uh super for action comics as well do that's you do so you funny. do it
2: on your ipad i do iPad. it on my phone i wonder if the phone app is particularly fucked or something
3: <laughs> i have one of those iPad Pros, I probably paid more than it should, than a person should yeah. pay for, for a, a freaking Apple device. But, you know, I got, it's ridiculous.
2: It. I only have a Kindle light, not lightweight. That's wrong. Kindle light, <laughs> whatever it's called. So it doesn't open any app but Kindle. So All I know
0: like, is that we, my, my router and my like signal is downstairs here with me in the office. Our bedroom is right next door. And we leave the doors open. I got plenty of high quality signal going through this basement. There is no reason why that thing should shut down on me in the middle because I'm like. No, that's not your signal. That's the device. No, it's it's the bug. app. That's a bug. Oh, yeah, man, that's a bug I, on the app. Like I said, like I'm reading, I'm having a good time, I'm enjoying it. And I, I turn the page and I'm like two, two thirds of a way through the book. And then all of a sudden, just that, that black page with the white spinny thing. And I know that I'm doomed. And I'm like, I might as well open up Webtoon because that doesn't fail me very often. you to so not be able to, you'll, you'll never, as much.
2: I was going to say, you'll never find anything, but it won't close. So <laughs> in fact, speaking, it may never let you go.
3: If you get like a spinning wheel, then that could potentially be your signal. But if there's an, uh, if you see Alfred or someone throwing up, that's an error that they specifically put in there to throw when their system hits, yeah. a, their, yeah. hits a bug. So yeah. that's how you know
0: it's them. It's not you. I don't oh, know. Yeah. This has been going on for as long as I've had the app. I just Me noticed too. that it's gotten like worse.
2: The, I, the closing I, I and stuff hasn't. Like, That's awesome. Maybe. It re- what are you reading on? Are you on your phone, Steve, or no?
0: No, I'm reading on a iPad. Regular. <laughs>
2: Okay, so no, that I
3: doesn't mean, answer I, anything. It's not, not a grande. Well, no, <laughs> well, I mean, the reason why I bought iPad Pro yeah. before is because, yeah, he's, he seems right. There's like iPad Airs. No, I, I know. And like, I just, I mean, just for Bob, Bob isn't it? It's Bob not knows. an Air. Then there's, like, there's like an iPad Pro, which is like, you know, they're always like, hey, can you use your iPad to like replace your laptop? So they made it with like all these like hmm. ridiculous specs that like 98% of the population won't need. But they'll buy because they, you know, think they're they cool. Think they should, yeah, like myself. That's the um, thing, though.
0: Like, it's a glorified reader because I don't use it for anything else. I use it
3: for a lot of stuff. I actually use it for like work
0: and stuff. I will use it for
3: anything. Most people like like it's the same thing with the Apple Watch Ultra. Most people are not going to use it for any of these other things other than to simply look at it and tell time. But they'll pay you that. 800 time for, for that. Yeah, but they'll still pay the eight hundred bucks for it.
1: What? For wait, wait. Yeah. Time out. Time out. It's eight hundred dollars for a watch that Correct. isn't a Rolex. Correct. Okay.
3: Just it's adding. supposed to. It's supposed to allow you to go deep sea diving and and all these <laughs> things. I'm not even kidding. All these things are on there for like extreme. So, I mean, that's my point. The reason why I was saying it before because I'm wondering if like the specs on my iPad or something like- Like helping of, out. Yeah, like helping out with some of those performance things.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I have both a Kendall and a Kobo, but I instead of getting one nice one, I got two different versions of the cheap one. <laughs> like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the,
3: the, what is like the TV-VCR combo. They do two different things, but none of them well. Badly,
1: yeah.
2: Because well, I, I, I got a Kobo because I was like, support small business. That's awesome. And then I realized that like, 85% of books are not available on Kobo. Oh. And I was like, oh, support small business, but I got to go get an, an Amazon one anyway. Yes. So yes. whoops. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sorry, I Kobo. I bought,
3: my, I bought my mom a Kindle. It was like those Kindles, when the Kindles were trying to compete with iPads, I bought my mom one of those. And, the uh, Fire. Yes, the Kindle Fire. <laughs> and then I bought my, I had my own iPad, my first iPad Pro. And she's just like, you can have this back. I want one of those.
0: I was like, oh, oh I was like, wow. oh, okay,
3: then. So now she has one. So, yeah. You know, you,
2: oh,
3: wow. you know, go, Aaron. Aaron, who who,
2: who do you What's think funds
3: all these things?
2: Who,
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think is happening? Oh. So anyway, what mm-hmm. are we talking about? Oh, comics. Yeah. Okay. Wait, are
2: we recording? <laughs> <Yeah>. just-
0: <laughs> I hope we are.
2: No, we mm. You have the thing too. You can see it. I gave you. I can you, see it. I gave Steve a partial host control so he can feel in power, but he can't do anything. I actually have all the controls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we control it, says, the it says I can pause and stop. You might,
2: I don't know. You might be able to see it, but I think. I can. I
0: don't know. Ooh. I don't know.
2: I'll take it back. <laughs> I'm still main host. I can take your power back. Listen, fast.
3: if you go mucking around and we don't get this, <laughs> this. Yeah, far. we're not doing it the third time. <laughs> I'm booking a flight to Canada.
2: <laughs>
0: You're
3: more than welcome. I will choke you out. Now where am I sleeping? <laughs>
0: um, we have uh, a we have a little little thing that you can uh, you can sleep thing. on. It's yeah. just a little thing. It. A little it's bag. a little
2: thing. Yeah. You like know, an ottoman? Thing. <laughs> what a, we have a
0: stool <laughs> it's in the corner. It's, it's, something that, it's something that Bronwyn's mom uh, brought. It's, um, it's a footstool. A
2: cot? Oh. <laughs> like, what are we saying here? I, it ladder. doesn't
0: look like it would fit anybody, though.
2: A dog bed. It's a dog bed. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: Lord have mercy. It's a bean bag.
2: <laughs> it's a single bean bag. We
3: actually
0: got rid of the bean bag.
2: Oh, no. We gave no, it to Baker. Now and sleep.
0: Exactly. My God, we've got a couch upstairs. We've got a queen in the bedroom. A a chaise lounge.
2: I know. Broadwin's in the bedroom. What's the point? Oh,
0: nicely
1: done.
2: Thank you. I'm flirting with your wife, and she's not even here.
0: (laughs) Story of my last (laughs) year and a half.
2: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) The other day, Broadwin was like, "I got to go talk to our husband, talking about you."
0: Lucky oh, me. Lord. Oh, Lord. Hey, look. Yeah. A like we Showtime. said, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're an open community here over here.
3: Mm-hmm. You can just pitch that to Logo. Maybe they can, you know, stop airing all those <laughs> damn episodes of The Nanny.
2: No. <laughs> we could never replace The Nanny. We just can no. never. Please.
3: Please. I wish somebody would. Uh-oh. Oh. Come on. Love me some friend Rush. <gasps>
2: Did you see, did anyone see the gay Christmas movie that Fran Jesher made? Because it's amazing.
1: No, I did not. I, I remember I didn't get to see it. I know okay. the one you're talking about. Though, it's yeah. so
2: good. It's called The Christmas Setup, and I've watched it maybe 12 to 15 <laughs> times since it came out. Um, And it's so good. It's the best gay Christmas movie there is. Uh, and she's Is she the-
0: just in it or is she responsible she's- for it?
2: Uh, I I think she's just in it, but she plays the mom and she is matchmaking her son and this local guy in town and it's very cute. It's very, very cute.
0: I loved her in Weird Al's UHF.
2: Yeah. That
0: she's is the awesome. only the only friend dresser that I know. You must see Beautician and the Beast. Oh yes. I do remember that.
2: I can uh, only take
3: her voice for about 20 minutes and then I'm like, uh, Oh, I love her.
2: I love her too. She's the best. Okay. Alrighty. as
1: someone, she, she was in control of her own
3: destiny with
1: that show. Produced it. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. Good oh. for her. Yeah, go oh, on. I yeah. give her all the props.
3: Yeah, I'm just saying I can't listen to her.
2: We, we can't I'm a New Yorker like, though.
3: She sounds like me. She sounds like all, all of say, us here in New York. We so. can't
2: sound. We can't all sound like you, Aaron. Okay, you got to. No. <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't. <laughs> we all I, have
2: our own things.
3: Side note: I can't stand listening to myself either.
2: Oh, your voice is beautiful. <laughs> I'm like teasing, but also it's true. <laughs>
3: Or really do I'm like, yeah, let's skip to my part of this episode. No. Yeah. Actually, was funny story. At one point I I can't remember which episode it was, but I was playing it while my mom and I were driving back from like one of her her appointments. And we got to a point and I was driving, so it's playing in my car, and I all of a sudden the the memory of what was coming up next <laughs> hit me and it was nothing that I needed my mother to hear. And I was oh. like, you know <laughs> what's <her laughs> on NPR? It I'm wasn't so like, the Sausage Sisters episode, was it? No, I can't remember what it was, but it was like Joey was about to say something, and I was just like, "Yeah." And Joey's usually like not the one, except if he's sticking his wiener in it or something. He's usually not <laughs> the one to say something but there was something i was just like uh, you
2: know what maybe
3: you know we'll see what's on this other thing i'm hitting you like war
2: flashbacks to what happened yeah. on that episode
3: <laughs> literally i'm like flipping my serious xm radio it's like the gospel channel i'm like let's go in the other direction. <laughs> we, we need
2: jesus <laughs> we really do
3: so i have not listened to the episode because i feel like there's, there's i've not listened to it with my mom because i can't remember where all the grenades are
2: fair
0: <laughs> so oh joey safe. no kangaroo is safe
2: yeah. No, no kangaroo is safe it might have been that one i remember this because you told us I'm about it
3: telling you he said right here on the show he stuck his wiener in it
2: yeah he did he did so we all heard it
3: so i'm just saying <laughs> he's in disney yeah,
0: anyway. yeah he's he's <laughs> hanging out but he said he was having dinner with ant-man and the wasp what did he mean by that I think he's at were... the adventures <laughs> compound yeah yeah didn't he's you like see the little video back. they showed? Yeah, there's
1: a whole. It's Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel, yeah. and the it's a whole man, thing going on.
2: I
0: didn't even know he was going until he was sending photos. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he's all right."
3: Bo- Joey floats on the DL, man. He's just like, you don't know my life. You didn't know you just
0: get back from Australia, and you're already at Disney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, good for he's you. He's on the new
1: board down there. He's going to help their tax situation.
0: Hey, I'm live it up, buddy. I'm very happy for you. That's awesome. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron doesn't care. <laughs> you <can> bring me.
2: <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. Um, all right, let's move on here.
2: I legit can't remember what we're doing.
0: I, I'm supposed to do a lightning round, but I gotta tell you. I don't know. Talk
2: about oh, the don't defects. Hurt
0: I'll oh, talk about or listen, Defects. I was
2: going to say, minute. or listen to Aaron, that's fine too. But I think you should talk about Defects.
0: I'll talk about Defects because you want to talk about Defects. I've actually read a couple of, of cool things. I, I was having the hardest time finding stuff to bring to the show last week. And in like a last ditch effort the night before we recorded, I managed to find some stuff that I really liked. I read something that I really didn't, like i i read the opposite of mm. what you would consider good material for the trans readathon oh, i shit. read a number 1 issue with some straight up transphobia in it <gasps> and i was very disappointed and it was supposed Ooh. to be i mean it comes from a you know disaffected teen who's upset about the new family dynamic but the repeated words of i'm never going to call you dad Oh, oh shit. Rang real harsh for me. Yeah. Um, it was a bad comic. I I I've been turned off by a couple of things uh this past couple of weeks. There was another yeah. something that I read a second issue of, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. And I usually I usually don't do that, but it, it wasn't nothing was grabbing me yeah. until <gasps> until da, da, da. I opened trusty old. Webtoon you because Webtoon it. has always always got something for you. They've probably got multiple somethings for you. Uh, I finally, after much badgering, decided to read Defects. Yes, Defects is this absolutely outstanding series by a creator named mushmello which is just one of the best Webtoon names that I've come mm-hmm. across so far. Uh, Defects is a Let's say it's an X-Men-like. I believe Bronwyn has talked about it on the show before. And Chris, you might have even brought it up in the past as well. I think so. Uh, But it is about two friends who they don't know who their families are. And they've grown up in a home and basically made it their, I guess, was to be their forever home. But is no longer because they have superpowers. And they cannot help themselves from stepping in, and one night they're out and about, and they see an apartment building fire, and it's time. It's time to slap on the superpowers, jump in there, and get the job done. And what happens while they're doing all of this is they're noticed, and they're exposed. And so now people know who they are, and one of them, her name is Ellie, happens to be a flame. Flame is one of the rarest types of what they what they have called themselves abnormals. So abnor- the Flame Abnormals are kind of a lost people among people who have these special abilities. Ellie and her friend basically get caught up in this war between the Abnormals and another group who basically have an army of monsters and are going around kidnapping... Other people, other abnormals. Uh, we don't know exactly what they're doing to them yet. We don't know if they're exactly targeting abnormals strictly. Let's just say they're not. Are you okay, Chris? I can see, remember, I can see you now. Are you all right?
2: The ghost in my apartment just blew across my desk.
0: <laughs> Seriously?
2: I'm like, is there something over? Legitimately, this like it's felt like a breath.
0: All right, I'm gonna continue and let you deal with that. Yeah. So the thing about defects that I find so completely charming is that it is absolutely hilarious, but it the the humor of it doesn't necessarily come from situational comedy. It comes from character chemistry, and I think that that speaks a lot to how well these characters are written. They have very special relationships uh, with one another. You can feel the history of them having known each other, the bonds that they share. Uh, They also have some really cool powers. There's one character who has uh, ink on his body that can... Morph and change shape, and basically leap off of his body. He primarily uses it for wings, but he can also use it as a defense, where it's almost like ink that he can throw into people's eyes to blind them to land, uh, you know, an attack and stuff like that. Um, I love how that character reveal uh, being revealed to be gay was the most obvious thing ever yeah. when there wasn't really a whole lot to imply that and then all of a sudden there's a scene where he's he's very much featured and he just walks in the room with a crop top and makeup and the hair all fluffed and even just the positioning of the way that he sits to dish and i was like oh it's on we're gonna talk about what happened last night we're gonna get into it this is amazing uh, it's going into a lot of the relationships. People are coming from the other side. Um, it is, it's fantastic. It, there's, it's got about like 45 episodes to it so far. I am at this point around 30 episodes in, and I really haven't been able to, to put it down. Uh, I really, really do love the characters and the chemistry and the, I have to stop myself from laughing out loud because I'm, I'm. we always read at night. And so I'm trying to let Bronwyn chill and relax because she's been having uh, some sleep issues lately. And I'm sitting there just covering, like stifling myself, trying not to crack up when uh, the artwork changes because the mood of the book changes and the humor is all of a sudden injected into this otherwise very serious situation and this war happening between these two groups, there are real consequences in this war, in this battle. There are characters that have died and it's one of those odd situations where it didn't take me long to feel something for them. I barely knew them, but the, the weight of the situation, the loss that permeates throughout the group you feel the loss through them and it's really clever and very smartly written in that way um it's a total package webtoon the art is absolutely outstanding it is so vibrant and colorful uh i mentioned this in the last episode that got lost but even in that first episode if you want to just get a taste of it you can read all of this stuff for free by the way uh, the the apartment building fire alone and watching Ellie kind of activate her powers. And um, I feel so bad. I can't remember what the other character's name is, her friend that she grew up with. It's killing me that I can't remember, but... is it Zari? It might be. Is Zari or Zara? It might be Zara, Zari. It's Zari. It, yeah, Bob, I think you're right. Um, the two of them, like you can feel that bond and the way that they snipe at one another but they can't live without each other as well. And so they're constantly toying with each other's emotions in the way that good friends do. You can feel the camaraderie. Uh, There's love in the air for Ellie and one of the other abnormals. And he's got to reveal to have a dark past and he might have some connections to the other side. And so there's drama there too. And it's, it's superpowers. It's incredible art. It's, A ridiculously engaging read. Every episode picks up where the other left off, so it's like you're watching a TV show with maybe a quick commercial break to jump from one episode to the next. I love it. I'm going to keep reading it. I'm going to be real super pissed when it goes on hiatus or I'm all out of episodes and I can't fast pass my way
2: (laughs) because
0: I have yet to fast pass anything. Yeah, On Webtoon, I still haven't done it.
2: That must be nice. I don't even know how much money I've spent on this free app.
0: I can't. I got a bad Fortnite habit. So I need to to feed the beast. Speaking of feeding the beast and Fortnite, I have a comic book related Fortnite update (gasps) for y'all. I'm going through the new season pass. I'm getting my levels. I'm looking around. I go into the season pass and I'm looking at one of the new character skins. And I'm like, that looks awfully familiar this looks like something that christian ward would have designed and sure enough you go into the first part of that package and you look at the background art for the loading screen that they give you and sure enough that character and all of the art and the variants were created by christian ward
2: so i now
0: have like a cosmic looking um warrior woman that has like stars and black holes and cosmos and everything swirling around her flaming skull of a head with all this crazy like starlight armor on and it is straight up christian ward art and animation and coloring and everything it is awesome it is so awesome i was really surprised to see that he had gone and designed something for fortnite now i'm wondering who else has designed stuff for Fortnite.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, still playing that game every single day. As soon as we're done here tonight, I'm going to go and get my dailies. I've even, you could see it on the, in the background. Oh, well, you can't now. Cause I have Christian. I was going um,
2: to say, I see art. I see exploding something in the background. Of I you. set
0: up a TV in my office with my PS4, my leftover PS4 pro, my Dreamcast and my GameCube. And I've got Fortnite in my office where I work, which is Aww. which is bad because
2: I love it. I can definitely
0: fit in around between articles if I'm quick about it.
2: <laughs> I feel this. I accidentally left my switch when I was visiting my parents and I've like got the twitches because I I always go to sleep playing Survey Valley. And I'm nice. like, what do I do?
3: I for, I thought I gave away my PS Pro. Mm. And turns out I found it in a box <laughs> somewhere. There you go. My, my spare room. A there 4 Pro. Nice. Oh, I was go. Like, oh, look at that. It's still there. So it's of no use to me now, but still. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you can still do something with it. It's emotion.
0: It's an emotional attachment I have to it. There you yeah. go. I still have my first PlayStation Aww. 4 that when Bronwyn and I met um we were we played on it it's got stickers all over it's got spaceballs stickers on it um Amazing. it's got uh oh, what is that oh that greg greg pack book the princess book mm. uh it was a kickstarter event i can't remember what it was called um but anyway it's got it, it's it's a it's a nice little keeps keepsake i can't get rid of it Aww. Um, Other than that, I've read, um, I'll talk about it more on our next episode, but I did read Indigo Children number one and uh, The Ambassadors number one. Uh, Indigo Children is from Kurt Pierce, and The Ambassadors is the new Mark Millar. Both were very, very good. Also, very dense. And so I kind of want to read them again and maybe take my time actually taking some notes and crafting uh, a lightning round around those. Um, but if you're looking to get an early jump on the next episode, uh, ambassadors and indigo children, both very, very good. I, uh, Yeah. I think, I think John in particular is going to kind of lose himself for, for both of them really. And I think I could see indigo children, being a uh being a Joey book for sure. Uh and I guess that's my lightning round. <laughs> it was a big blast this time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just one single big mm-hmm.
0: blast.
2: Yeah, I uh, just
0: I don't know. A front, front um,
2: Defects is a delight. The other day, Bronwyn sent me a single panel and was like, It's you. And the quote was <laughs> just <laughs> how did we come from our missing person and end up in a cult town surrounded by a danger mountain? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: i love it i love defects it's so much fun i'm glad i'm glad the webtoons has not let you go steve
0: i love when zari is like like what have you done woman and it's <laughs> like the giant anime <laughs> head with the angry eyes yes. and the, the scary mouth
2: oh my god i love them they're so great and it's
0: it's that type of stuff that in some books that stuff doesn't land it doesn't yeah. work but because you understand the friendship between these two characters so completely, so quickly, it does work, and I, I just, I love the humor in it so far. So, um, yeah. All right, let's.
1: Uh, let's I'm only do... through the first ten, so I've only got. Oh, that's right, Bob. Go ahead. So most of the humor, they've only gotten back to the the mansion, which could be a cult mansion of its own. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. You know, because oh. you're
0: better me. Just you wait. Like I said okay. last time, there's a character that I don't trust, and she's not given me any reasons to trust her yet. She lurks. She mm-hmm. lurks. She I eavesdrops. And uh, I, uh, you know, she seems yeah. to know a lot about stuff, and some of that stuff seems like it would be kept from the other side, and I I don't know. I think we might have some double agent action going on here.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Uh, look we'll forward say. to that, or dread it, as the case may be.
0: Chris is probably like, "You're wrong."
2: <laughs> I am not saying a word.
0: Uh, I, am, I am
2: discretion itself over here.
0: That's right. <laughs> All right, we've got a pretty beefy news section.
2: This news is thick.
0: Yeah, some of these uh, some of these stories are are, are quick, but I want to make sure that uh, starting off with this first one that we pour one out. For uh, Carol Danvers and Kelly Thompson, uh, Captain Marvel is ending with issue number 50 in June. So we have to assume that this is going to be for a relaunch once the, the Marvel's film does come out. But uh, Kelly Thompson has had a tremendous run with this character uh, having more issues than Kelly Sue DeConnick's launch And really going to great lengths alongside of her uh, amazing art team to bring Carol to some very special places, introduce some really, really cool new characters, and just do as much as she could with this character within the confines of, you know, Marvel's grand plans for whatever. But whatever she did with this character, she always worked with what she had. And I think it's been a really, really fantastic run. And even though I do have to catch up with it, I am going to miss it. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss having it to look forward to. Uh, But I'm also excited for Kelly Thompson to move on to other stuff as well. Um, Bob, why don't you uh, jump in here and let us know what you think of this. Well,
1: just as you were saying, uh, Kelly Thompson, who we loved on basically everything she's done to this point, were. You couldn't be sure. Captain Marvel has been a challenge for Marvel. It has been, I don't want to say spotty. It's been okay. Some better than others. Maggie Stoll's life of Captain Marvel is interesting. Some of the others, maybe not so much. But still, uh, Kelly Thompson got Carol Danvers and what it was she meant and did company politics occasionally get in the way in events and whatever but what she gave us was a Carol who we could recognize from Kelly Sue DeConnick's run the need to always stand up and and, and maybe not as Kelly Sue DeConnick has, has said on, on our show that you know the difference between Captain America and Captain Marvel was, was just this Captain America gets up and fights on because it's the right thing to do Captain Marvel does because it's F you I'm going to get back up again. And Kelly Thompson's Carol always exemplified that in very tough situations. She put her in all sorts of oddball other dimensions with weird histories going on and how you find your way around that. She always did. She's always in charge, but she was also flawed, also made mistakes, too quick to punch, not enough to think. It's what we love about Carol. She's, she's one of us. She's a flawed human being. And Kelly Thompson gave us that, that, She's going away. 50 issues is a good run. Kelly Sue DeConnick's was, I guess, 32 and a couple of oddball Avengers Assembles and Avenging Spider-Mans. Uh, and I'm sure they'll put someone else on it as the movie comes out. I just hope it's someone up to what was laid down by the two Kellys. Uh, for me, June is, June is turning out to be a really great month. Batgirls is ending. Aww. Captain Marvel is ending. And... Wonder Woman is dead to me. So there you oh, go. Wow.
2: And t- Tim Drake <laughs> wow. ended right when it got good. Of course it fucking did.
0: <laughs> wow. He said dead to him, no less. No hot girl summer for Bob. No. No. Oh,
3: Lord. Wow. No.
0: Wow. Does anybody else want to uh, say anything about Captain Marvel before we move on? No, I think Bob pretty much summed it. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks a lot. <laughs>
2: right, right, right <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm a- I'm always excited with, to see what new thing is going to come. So I don't think I get as upset by endings when I expect a character to come back. Again, I'm salty about the Tim Drake ending in Pride Month because who knows if they'll do a new one with him or not. But, um, you know, Captain Marvel is going to be back. It's not like we don't know that. So,
0: Are you still reading the Robin book?
2: I, I'm going to talk about it next time I'm on because there's a new issue and they changed the artist and it like unlocked everything. I swear to God, it's so much better. <laughs> I feel terrible about that. I was like, "Why did they change the artist with like three issues left before it's gone?" I'm so baffled, but um, but it's great and it's very gay and there's a first kiss and I like it a lot. So I do have a lot of thoughts on it.
0: Was it always meant to be limited?
2: No, no, they canceled it during Pride Month. Oh. <laughs> they were like, "Get get him out of here! Get rid of that queen."
0: Well he's he's boring according to some people.
2: I Tom King, if you're listening, you aren't, but if you were, I will fight you. This is the second time. My God. He called me basic to my face for liking Tim Drake. So you know, we have a what? beef. He did, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: a little bit of the tea. Well, for you. L- l- let's uh let's do the Comic Con. We'll we'll
2: Yeah, I'll go I'll we'll, tell him again. We had a fight right in that ALA, I think it was a library convention with all the sweet librarians around us. Um, but I did comment about, I commented about, you know, Tom King, you can't say a character is boring if you're with one of the people who wrote them. And I got attacked again by the DC bros <laughs> and I was like, can you all stop? I'm right. He did write Tim Drake. If he's boring, it's your fault. Yikes. Yikes.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. putting a target on her own back, but she's taking one for the team.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't worry. Even if you said it, I would get attacked for it. Let's be honest. Lord. I this hey, we have a full social experiment going on Go. TJ says shit and I get attacked for it. It happens all the time.
0: Uh.
2: What could be the reason? Mm. I don't know. Mm. 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 Anyway, at the myth of psyche on Twitter. Come come at me, bro.
0: (laughs) All right, Marvel's queer Captain America lands his own solo comic.
2: Oh my god! I have a prediction at who's gonna be writing this, and I hope I'm right so badly.
0: What? What do you think?
2: <laughs> I think it's gonna be Josh Trujillo. He was retweeting it, and he was like, "This is so exciting," but then not saying anything about it. And I was like, "My eyes are on you, sir." He is oh, the, one, he is the writer. He is the writer of um, the uh, Blue Beetle graduation, and this is like one of his favorite characters. And oh, I'm like,
3: I'm uh. all. For the character, but can I just tell you as I look at the picture, I hate everything about this costume.
1: He's it's the literally... Captain America of the, of the railways. He's you know yeah. he's
2: the, the hobo cap. Well,
3: my first thought was it's literally every single village people in one. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know,
2: it's more like a, he's more like kind of that like quote unquote like white trash kind of look. Like it's very intentional look, you know.
3: Oh, okay, I do like the tattoo though.
2: Yeah. I like his costume. Did you read I mean, did you wrong. read the the I his didn't. series? Oh Dude, I don't get me was wrong. Was I fun. don't
3: I don't necessarily need I like it when they it's like the homegrown outfit. outfits, so I, I don't necessarily need it to be like some super stylized mm-hmm. superhero Leotard.
2: But yeah, I will say that this costume has more intention in it than usual. So there's there's reason for why it looks the way it looks. Even if he so, does look like the village people.
3: I mean like all of them all at once. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> he doesn't have a mustache, does he? I don't recall that bit.
0: Or the free village person everywhere all at once. Oh, that's yeah. that's
2: my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, good luck to Captain America of the Railways. I
2: don't know what that's I'm, so- I'm sorry. I don't know um, why that was so funny to me. <laughs>
0: Aaron Fisher. Seriously. Like that's, that's Aww. cool. Let's go. No,
2: it is. I'm really excited because I honestly thought it was going to be a one-off character and I'm, I'm real happy this is happening and I'm hoping it's Josh Trujillo, please. He's so talented.
0: Well, we'll swoop back around when the announcement is officially made and we'll see if are <laughs> It's, right. it's
2: going to be somebody yeah. totally else and I'm just going to be completely wrong. I have a thing where I read way too into what people retweet because I'm constantly, we follow uh, the DC editor, Clark Bull, and he just retweets stuff for fun, but I'm always like, Oh, what? Does it mean that he rejoined this? <laughs> it's the Taylor Swift fan in me. I'm just looking for the Acer X.
0: You're looking to connect the dots, the I, yeah, the cork board in your head.
2: And they're not, they're never anything. It doesn't mean anything. So
0: <laughs> all right. Uh moving on for more Captain America news. Captain America New World Order is getting another cast member. We don't talk about cast members too much these days on the show. Um, but this is kind of a special one. Liv Tyler is returning to the Marvel Universe as Betty, scientist Betty Ross, uh, from the Incredible Hulk film all the way back when.
2: Wow. The underrated Edward,
0: Incredible Hulk
2: movie.
0: The underrated, yes, underrated. I know. You You and Joey both are big advocates of this movie.
1: Come back mm. and, and give it a shot, because honestly, the Angly one was arty and fried, and it was just.
3: Not is that
1: good. the Eric Banner one? Right. Yeah. This this one you don't have to redo the origin. You get a in Edward Norton, you get a really troubled, tortured Bruce Banner who seems more like the one from the comics. I like Mark Ruffalo a lot, but it, he's just not there's only glimpses of it. Liv Tyler Betty is, is spectacular. Yes, we get Thunderbolt Ross. It is at some level, the beginning of the shared Marvel cinematic universe. Because at the mm. end of that movie, there's I would say it's it's not really a post-credit sequence. Thunderbolt Ross is drowning his sorrows in a bar, and who shows up but Tony
3: Stark?
0: I cry huh. foul. <laughs> you cry foul?
3: I cry foul. I put that down as my answer on our trivia quiz and I lost.
0: <laughs> oh
1: still. as the first
2: movie. In the MCU? Yeah. yeah. Sounds uh, like you were right to me. I don't know say. i lost.
0: Bill yeah. Sauer about but it. At least, you, at
1: least you didn't have someone cheating from the staircase. Well, wow. yeah. Joey. <laughs> and Emily <laughs> answering Evan Costello questions. It was great. Um, no, I, I think this is great news. You do have a different Thunderbolt Ross in this one. It is yes. Harrison Ford this time around. So we'll see. I'm I'm all in. I hope she has a real role in and not just a walk on.
0: Yeah, I should say this is uh for the Thunderbolts movie that she's um oh, going to okay. be coming back, I think.
2: I didn't read it. Oh no, so no, 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 no. No, guessing. I'm so stupid. That's, I'm it's, sorry. It's, no, it's Captain America for.
0: I was like oh, okay. my I had a brain fart. It says General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross on the in the mm-hmm. article in front of me and my my brain yeah, just no, uh glitched. Yeah, no, it is Captain America, uh, New World Order. My mistake. At least I caught it. Uh, John's not here, but they're making a new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie.
2: I'm excited. I love Power Rangers. I
0: will watch this. I am here to be the
2: John of this episode. Power Rangers rules, (laughs) okay?
0: (laughs) I'm here for Robo Rita.
2: Yeah. Rita Repulsa
0: is my favorite Power Rangers villain. Not that I'm a big Power Rangers fan. I, I kind of missed the bus on oh. that one. But if I had to pick one, Rita I... was always fun.
2: Power Rangers was my first proper fandom. There are still fanfic out there that I no longer have the password to delete. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, oh <laughs> I smell a readathon.
2: <laughs> oh, they're so, oh, they're so tragic, though. I was like 13 and overwrought with emotion.
0: So this new movie, new movie is called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. Uh it does feature some of the OG Power Rangers, uh some from the first iteration and uh others as well. It looks glorious. It, it looks old school. Um I'm I'm glad that they're making this. This is it's going to be premiering on Netflix, so There'll be, you know, a, a pretty good chance that people will get uh, have a, an opportunity to watch it. I will, I will check it out. Not only for the sake of the show, but because I will indulge my inner teen and go back with Billy and uh, other guy. I can't remember his damn name. Like I said, I didn't watch it, but I, I want bulk and skull. We don't get bulk yeah. and skull. What, what are we even doing?
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Okay.
0: What is the Black Ranger's name?
2: Zach. Zach.
0: Okay. Wow. Don't. I
2: could tell. I write yeah. <laughs> this moment. Tell you every one of their names. So.
0: Listen, <laughs> we're not going into the
2: for, for the, the next.
0: The, the, nope. the, no, of course you weren't here. The when oh. we tried to record what the last. What the
3: Aisha episode. Campbell Tyler is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. We almost <laughs> got to an
0: episode. Almost. <laughs> It could have been any I don't know the Red Ranger's name. You I don't know co- the green. Oh wait, no, green. I know Tommy. Billy?
2: <laughs> you, Tommy say, Kimberly
0: Tree. Um, oh damn. damn.
2: All right the now. ones, <laughs> all the ones you could have pulled out of your ass right then. You're like Billy, though. everyone's favorite. Oh <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> oh that's amazing. Yep. i, I,
3: I,
0: I, I. I do
2: not Just... know the Black
3: Ranger's name. Oh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Marginalized, even in Angel Grove.
2: (laughs) I mean, they did put him in the black armor. I don't think we are the ones that are (laughs) starting the marginalization of those characters. Oh Lord! And put the Asian one in the yellow armor. Let's never forget girls in pink. (laughs) So just in case,
3: you should ask him about that the next time we're at a con. Doesn't matter Uh, which one, because he's at all of them. But you should ask him about that. He shows up everywhere.
0: He'll be here in the summer. Mike Flanagan is toying with my emotions. Mike Flanagan went into DC Studios, sat down with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and he pitched a clayface standalone uh, monster creature feature horror movie.
2: I DC. want it so bad.
0: I also want it so bad. He also went on Twitter. And said that this is very much speculation, that he did go in for the meeting, but that absolutely nothing has been greenlit.
3: I was going to say, he basically just said words and people listen and he walked out is basically what he was trying to say. <laughs> But hey, he might have more cachet than The Rock at
1: this point, so it oh, could be
2: good. Oh my God! The The Rock's war with Zachary Levi is my new favorite thing. I'm waiting. <laughs> I am waiting for Zachary Levi to team up with Ven Diesel against
0: him. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> oh <man>. Zachary <laughs> Levi.
2: was that R.I.P. We used Blew to too close
0: go. to the sun on. Wings. on
2: twitter yeah. they let they well they've locked him in the the no twitter basement at, immediately after that and he has not tweeted once since so
0: can i can i ask a twitter question and then we can immediately go back to the news
2: um is it about the Gwynth patrol ski trial that's no it. <laughs> no
0: it's okay. i go to i go to tweet something now and i've got like scroll bars Is everyone allowed to, like, tweet a thousand words? What happened?
2: Uh, No, I don't think. I think it's doing the slow rollout again of that. I'm not sure.
0: Well, come April 1st, people are going to be disappearing from Twitter.
2: Oh, yeah, I know. No more polls. No more. They just like took every feature away. It's ridiculous.
0: God, he sucks so bad.
2: <laughs> now you can now you can pay to hide your blue check mark because people with blue check marks are being bullied on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love the teenagers on Twitter. They're so unfair.
0: Stupidity is never out of fashion.
2: Just <laughs> out here bullying all the people who are. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on here. Amazon Studios signs Marvel's former editor-in-chief Joe Cassada to exclusive first look deal. Uh, I basically threw this in here because it's it's Joe Cassada. Um this doesn't mean that he's going to be doing Marvel content because he doesn't work for he them can. anymore. But um he's going to be overseeing some uh, content for the old uh, the old Amazon Studios who is Looking to expand when they're not uh, spending too much money on the next season of their uh, Lord of the Rings.
2: Look, hey, no, not too much money, Steve. Mm-hmm. Step away, step away from Rings of Power. Yeah,
0: just enough money. I haven't seen it. I've only seen the first <laughs> Take episode.
2: Twelve steps back and several seats, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: you need to get on that before you start commenting.
2: I. It's wonderful. I liked it. I, liked it. I never said I didn't like it. Well then, don't be be smirching. There are so many things you could have insulted. You got to come for Rings of Power, the one good thing left you know, in this world. It's also still, the thing they spent
0: the most money on.
2: They deserved they're, it.
0: They're still
3: coming after Ismail Cordova, or whatever the name Cruz Cordova, or whatever his name is. Yeah, so still, he's like, I wish people would say out loud what you what you say to me in my DMs. Mm. Yeah, they're they're still just like attacking him. The show hasn't even been on in like how many months.
2: Oh God, yeah, the second season is filming currently. currently. Like, leave him alone. God, he was wonderful.
3: Can't have a person of color in a fantasy. Anyway, what's next?
0: What is next, indeed? Let's move on. Uh, Star Trek: Starfleet Academy has been officially green lit over at Paramount Plus.
2: I made an unholy noise when you put that in the chat. I hope to God, I I can't remember, did we joke about this on the show or not? We did, right? I told you all about the Shatner Academy series he wrote.
0: I think you did, yeah.
2: I hope to God this is a actual adaptation of that trash novel because it's all I want is just the gayest Kirk Spock fanfic ever.
0: (laughs) Well, this is going to be, this is of course coming from Alex Kurtzman (laughs) uh, and Roddenberry Entertainment CBS Studios. The series will follow the adventures of a new class of Starfleet candidates as they come of age in one of the most legendary places in the galaxy. But I need to
2: know, I don't want to know if they're coming of age. I want to know how much they're going to be coming. That's Mm -hmm. what I knew. I I
0: knew that was coming. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Blossoming friendships, uh, explosive rivalries, first loves, and new enemies that threaten both the Academy and the Federation itself.
2: I am so <laughs> literally losing it. I I, I really do hear, hope this is Star Trek Riverdale. This is really all I've ever wanted.
3: So I have two points. First, I didn't even realize Riverdale was still on television until I flipped through the channels last night. Bam, there it was. I was like, <laughs> what the hell?
2: Ben and Khan and I are continuing to be the two people left watching
3: it. So. I was just like, what the hell is this? Second, um, I, well, okay. I'm just going to talk about putting your wiener in it. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm knee deep in Paramount Plus. Wow! Uh, because uh, I was I was bullied and peer pressured by individuals who hey, I will hey, not hey, who, who hey. I, will, I will not name them all because I don't want to upset Carolyn, Melissa, Joey, and Hugh. But <laughs> but you know I am knee deep in there. Um, I initially got the initial the the was it basic Paramount Plus thing, but it was like. I'm like, what the hell are these commercials? So then Carolyn and I hooked up and I I upgraded it to the non-commercial one so that she can enjoy her trip to Denver. Have fun in Denver, Carolyn, while watching. And I am all caught up on all issues of Picard. Well, I guess until I watch tonight's episode, then I guess maybe I'll be caught up then. And Bob, I actually started Strange New Worlds. Wow. Yay! So I was I was asking questions in the chat. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these mofos one at a time. I kept telling myself for <laughs> for Picard that was, I'm only gonna go, see, I have I have limitation issues. I was like, I'm only gonna watch a couple of a day and until I get done. And then I think I watched season one of Picard on a Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I yeah. watched season two on a Saturday. Um, and I was all done. Um, and I caught up on three that following Sunday, that, that next Sunday. So I was like, all right, I'm all caught up. So I started strange new worlds that night. I'm only two in, uh, but I got to keep going because, you know, I guess I got to get through the whole, I don't know if I'm going to go all the way into discovery.
2: You've got to do, you've got to go discovery. Discovery is the gayest one. It's so uh, good. I love, uh, I like
3: my boys. I I do like them. I was like, I gotta, I gotta see what, what the commitment is there. How many seasons do they have of that?
2: Oh, my God. What are we at now? A, a lot? More more than a few.
0: There's like it's 10 what, episodes a season. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least three, if yeah. not four. I think I there's feel like there's three. four. I think I'll find yeah. out.
2: It's so worth it, though. I mean, it's not like it's more uneven than the other shows, I would say, but it is so good. And uh, Michael Burnham is my captain. I love it. Oh. So
0: there so are season. four and five is on the way. Yeah. Season
3: two of Picard. Oh, God. It sucked the life out of me. I was just like, this is just dragging on. Dragging on. I heard Season three
0: is quite good. The
3: three is amazing.
2: Season oh, three is yeah. amazing so
3: far. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we shall he's, see. He's he's about a minute and a half away from turning into a pillar of salt, so they gotta wrap this
0: one up. <laughs> so I love him, but you know.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: All right, moving on back to comic book news. <laughs> Blade is coming back. <laughs> Marvel's Vampire Hunter returns in a new ongoing series. This is coming from CBR.com. Eric Brooks awakens an ancient evil and fights the supernatural underworld in a new ongoing Blade series from Brian Hill and Elena Casagrande. What, what, what? what? Yes. Wow. I did not read that part earlier when I put this in the chat. Okay. Um, pre-ordered InstaBuy. Yes. Elena Casagrande. Oh, and Brian Killmonger. Okay. All right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm excited. This is awesome.
1: I mean, when I saw her name attached to this, the idea of her art style with a blade tumbling mm-hmm. through scenes and killing vampires or whatever, left and right, right in my head, two page spreads. And, oh, it's going to be great.
3: I love that they gave this uh, write up as if it was like a new take on blade. I'm like, that's literally just blade story. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> like, been since the 70s. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, literally just cool. Blade. So I'm excited about it, though. I, I like you said, Elena Casa even just this cover that they have here is kind of is really cool. Is yeah. Eric Brooks
0: Blade's name? Yes,
3: yeah, I thought so.
0: How did I not know that? I don't know. It was mm-hmm. just called Blade. Mm-hmm. The new ongoing series will find Eric Brooks struggling to deal with the supernatural underworld after he accidentally awakens an ancient evil. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like every... Blade That's what I'm saying. Her. It's
3: like literally Blade. So basically it's Blade. But, you know. Uh, we'll see.
1: Pass it on on dark
0: there. ancient power has been simmering quietly for centuries when Blade himself is the one to unknowingly unleash it. Marvel's entire supernatural underworld will come out of hiding to demand he handle it or pay a pound of flesh for his mistakes. Bum, bum, bum. Boom. Oh. Bloodbaths, Blackmail, and Bleed. You won't want to miss this explosive first (laughs) issue of the new volume.
3: But no one came out to say anything
0: about Strange Academy? What's going on there? Summer of 2023. What about Strange Academy? I
3: was like, all the demons they unleashed at Strange Academy, no one had a single thing to say.
0: (laughs) Man, you're so much (laughs) farther ahead in that uh, Strange Academy finals series than I am. Get on that. Yeah. Well, you're going to be probably talking about the latest issue on the next episode, I would imagine. I'm glad you're aware.
3: I yep. hate you. Uh, I mean, you prepared yourself. You, you got between time. now and then to
0: clock's ticking
3: <laughs> to make some
0: changes. Talk, <laughs> do some things. All right. I'll move some things around. Okay.
2: Hmm.
0: All right. Moving along here. Uh, this is just a quick, a quick casting announcement. Uh, Karen Sony and Leslie Uggams are returning for the next Deadpool movie. Sure, why not? So Dopinder and Blind Al will be back for the the third Deadpool movie. And uh, Successions, Matthew McFadyen has also joined the cast. Uh, Emma Corrin, we already knew about. She's going to be playing a villain, but they won't say who. Matthew uh, McFadden's character is going to play a third wheel to Wade and Logan. So whatever that means.
2: I, l- I love him. That's my Darcy.
0: I am unfamiliar with him.
2: Pride and Prejudice. It's so good. Okay. I love him. With oh, wait a minute. Zombies.
0: The one with Kira Knightley.
2: Yes. The one with Kira <gasps> Knightley. That's I him.
0: recently watched that for the very first it's time. It's so
2: good, right? Oh my I, God. I,
0: Bronwyn, you should have seen the look on her face.
2: When she it. found
0: out that I had not seen Pride and Prejudice.
2: Good, good. I'm glad she got to you before I could. <laughs> we watched it,
0: we watched it that night.
2: That the his little flexing of his hand when she touched him. I can't. Matthew McFadden has my life. I love him <sighs> so much.
0: All right. Well, he'll be in the new Deadpool and I will be
2: unwell, is what will be happening there.
0: Karen Sony and Leslie Uggams also coming back. Very cool. Very fun characters. Don't know if they'll have a larger role to play in the new movie. Uh, Again, we shall see. Moving on. Oh, this is the big one. Oh, wait. Oh, we, oh, somebody stuck one in. That was me. All right, we'll do, we'll do yours first, because I have a feeling the other one might.
2: Okay. elicit some conversation so, uh netflix just announced that they're rebooting scott pilgrim versus the world as an yes. anime with the entire original cast voicing it though i'm like so excited so we've yeah, got obviously michael Sarah's back but we've got like chris evans brie larson like aubrey plaza all the people that were in it originally Jason are back as the as same characters again and i'm so excited i love scott pilgrim and it's edgar wright is making it so it's the it's the original crew doing the reboot that's cool I know I I'm very
0: Completely in. Well, how long are, are we gonna have to wait for?
2: it? it? Uh, yeah, Netflix, Netflix, uh, what did they just say? They just tweeted it out, so uh it oh it doesn't say it doesn't have a release date, so probably a while.
1: Aaron Bree is the singer in the band that has uh
3: she's
0: not it's another battle.
1: battle, it's another battle. She she's no, she's in the other band.
0: It's the and battle a of what's her name. Dun, yeah. Dun, yeah, she's dun, the dun, ba- dun, she's dun.
2: in the band with the uh, with uh, the First girlfriend, round. right? She's
0: Scott Pilgrim's ex.
2: That, she is yeah, Scott Pilgrim's
0: Jason, ex. That Jason Schwartzman is is dating in the. Uh, isn't Brandon that it? Brandon, Brandon Routh. No, that's Brad, Brie no, that's not Brie uh, Larson. No, It's been a while since that. Is it his, uh, that's uh,
1: Brandon Rouser, bass player, who is the ex yes. of. Ramona. Here I'm gonna. Hold so on. it's very complicated, but they have a wonderful backstage moment.
2: But yes. Just sitting oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's been a while since I've seen, but I love Scott Pilgrim. The movie was so isn't so it good. Like,
3: wasn't it Mary Elizabeth something or?
2: Winstead yeah, Mary or Elizabeth Winstead is Ramona. Uh, yeah, the
3: girlfriend.
1: So in this one movie, we've got I don't know the Huntress. Yes. Superman, she Captain sucks, Marvel, Huntress. Captain America.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, if you look in the chat, and the
2: villain from Legion. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> oh.
0: Scott Pilgrim. I love that movie. It's so good. I haven't seen it in a long time. I should I watch it again.
2: I need to go back and watch it too. It's
0: great. Um, I've actually been to some of the places where it was filmed because I live in Canada now. Cool. Uh, and the singer from Metric, I believe, is the vocalist for Bree Larson in that wow. movie.
2: Oh, that's so yeah. cool.
0: Um, so that's happening and what else is happening is her Muppets, Disney absorbs Marvel Entertainment amid layoffs, which for the for the record, just as a blanket statement, the layoff aspect of this absolutely sucks. A lot yes. of good people are going to be losing their jobs when they could have been repurposed to other departments, but Disney is choosing to fire them outright for likely nefarious reasons and for Bob Iger to keep his position. Uh, and that aspect of this story absolutely sucks.
1: Right, but I think they're only what seven thousand people or something like
0: that. Yeah, they're doing well. They're doing seven thousand now, and That's like you, yeah. there's more. There's more layoffs to come throughout the summer. There's like three different planned uh, cuttings of of employees from Disney from now through the summer. Um, Disney has more than enough money to keep these people employed. And to move them to other departments, if that's what they have to do, they don't have to fire them. The idea, the fact that they did fire them is just, it's it sucks so bad. And I really, I wish all those people luck in finding um, more work. Yeah. So I'm sure in, there's some way to blame Ron DeSantis for that too.
2: I think it's his fault, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, he's definitely partially to blame for uh, Isaac Ike Perlmutter- Chairman of Marvel Entertainment, he has been laid off. His name sounds uh, like a fart. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> earl Mutter. Yes. It uh, kind of
1: is a human fart, so
2: it's just he, a is,
0: a, he is a he's a fart. <laughs> Pearl Mutter. All right. Um, what yeah. did I have here? Wow. <laughs> I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Wait, this is this... Steve, first
1: Ike Perlmutter is the guy who was so upset that Fox owned the rights to some Marvel properties that he ceased publishing the X Men, the Fantastic Four for three years. Mm. Took them out of posters and trading cards and T-shirts and everything else.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: major contributor to a certain orange person who we oh, yes. know and love around here. Yes. And despite having done some some nice charity work here in New York with cancer and such as as that, he is a tool. So
0: goodbye and good riddance. And you know, if Bob says he's a tool, he's a guy, yeah, he's got to be.
2: Ooh, that was some harsh language from Bob. I don't even, can we, is this an extra explicit episode?
0: <laughs> so uh, this tweet that I found earlier, I absolutely loved and posted to the group here says, LOL. So much for the end of woke Marvel. Ike Ike uh, Perlmutter fully removed from the company. Kevin Feige will control entire Marvel brand. Mutter has backed failed shareholder coup against the studio yep. by Trump donor Nelson Peltz, angered by Disney fighting DeSantis anti-gay bill.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> Let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Mutter. Maybe you okay. can team up
1: with The Rock Mr. and they Mr. can go Fart- take
0: over Warner Brothers.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yikes.
1: <laughs>
2: Aww.
1: So. Actually, maybe they'll buy this Snyderverse and go do
3: that. Oh wow, Bob is just full of them tonight. He has just got an endless supply. Look at <laughs> Snyderverse. <laughs> Snyderverse is coming
0: back. It's uh, coming back into theaters for a couple of days for like Snyder Palooza. Well, yeah, did a like convention.
1: That. It did a convention, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to say this though the the mm-hmm. proceeds from the tickets are um, going toward um, suicide awareness and prevention. Yes. Oh.
2: That is awesome. Which is wonderful. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, So, I mean, I will definitely give it up uh, to them for that. I also think it's funny that all of these, you know, whining chuckleheads that a portion of their money will go towards this thing as they're screaming their uh, Netflix pick up the Snyderverse things. Yeah. And everything. So. At yeah, least your it, money's it, going to to a good it, cause.
2: I'm I'm glad the people that tell me to kill myself online will be helping contribute to
1: anti-suicide.
0: I <laughs> already <laughs> oh much wow. <laughs>
2: hey, wow. I am not wrong. They have been all over me lately.
0: <laughs> that was that was that wow. was real. Yikes! Yeah, that was real.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: we didn't get we got it pretty bad back in the day, but not to, I don't think to that extent.
2: No, no. There, there's, there might be a reason for that, Bob. If we could only have a detective that could figure it out,
0: <laughs> does anybody want to uh say anything else about uh Mr. Fart Earl Nope, all right, blow it, Mr. Fart, right and rest in, rest in pieces. <laughs> asshole. Um, that's gonna do it. Oh, that's gonna do it. Um, did, does anybody remember what books? Well, the books already came and went so. Yeah, I have them in
1: front of me, right?
0: All right, so that's that. <laughs> um, we're not going to do that.
1: We're not. <laughs> I mean, well, we you want to tell us what would you would you buy? Well, what Bob? are you holding,
2: well, Bob? Well, I want to see.
1: Uh, Clobberin' Time by Steve Scorsese and Brian Valenza. It's a Ben Grimm miniseries.
0: Oh.
1: I picked up uh, because I didn't know this Harley Quinn twenty eight with new creative team Tini Howard and Sweeney Boom. Ooh. Yes. So, Yes, indeed. And, of course, It's Jeff by Kelly Thompson and Guri Hero. Ah, yes, I got delightful. that as well.
2: Have you opened the It's Jeff because some of the panels are going yes. around and it's, oh, my God, him in the all of the Avenger costumes. Yes, it's,
1: it's the cutest thing ever.
2: <laughs> it's so good.
1: And there should be, there should be more. Now, uh, uh, Chris, you were not here for when this happened, but sitting just across me holding down... All the various show notes from the last year. My coworker made me a little Jeff the baby land shark, knitted Aww. it, and crocheted it together, and he's sitting over right over there.
2: That's so cute. It's
0: quite cool. Ah, uh, for me, I uh, the Marvel stuff. I I did end up getting Daredevil number nine, and it's Jeff number one. Uh, on the indie side of things, I picked up uh, Bloodstained Teeth number ten, Indigo Children number one. Uh, I ended up skipping Hard Eyes number five. I'm going to probably collect that in trade. Uh, And then I found out Lovesick ends at issue number seven. So I skipped number six. I'm going to wait until that's collected. Something is Killing the Children number 30. I grabbed alongside uh, Strange Academy Finals number five and The Ambassadors number one, which I've already read and talked about earlier. And we'll talk about more next episode. Uh, Aaron, what did you end up picking up?
3: So I believe it or not, I haven't purchased any books as of the time of this recording. Ooh! Because you know I got a day job anyway. But yeah. uh, Strange Academy Finals Five. Actually, I think that actually probably is. I'm probably subscribed to that, so I think I, I maybe actually I did purchase that without actually having to lift a finger.
2: Oh, um, <laughs> he has people to do that for. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, so, hey, it shows up. You subscribe, it shows up in Comicsology. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Britain Two, and I, I uh, was looking at Waller and Wildstorm, so Ooh. we're gonna. Potentially take a look at that. Everything else is sort of, uh, there's a bunch of number ones that I was going to, a few number ones I was going to look at that came out, but I'm just going to see if I get through enough of the stuff that I'm already backed up on before I uh, jump into some new number ones.
0: All right. Uh, Chris, what uh, are you looking forward to reading? You have, you have all, obviously all the stuff that you talked about earlier. Is there anything else?
2: Um, Whatever rolls into DC Infinite and surprises me because I never pay any attention to what's coming. So, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. DC Infinite will tell me what I read next week.
0: (laughs) There you have it. All right. uh, Does anybody have any closing statements before we get out of here? To
3: the Zoom gods.
0: John had one. He doesn't have one now.
2: (laughs) No thoughts for you, John. That's what Um, you get when you rant against the Bob Patrol.
0: Yes, I've got a little something to say before we get out of here. Uh, I didn't say anything at the top of the show, but I do want to make sure that I give everyone um, my thanks uh, from me and Bronwyn. Uh, sadly, our uh, Deer Cat dubs that Bronwyn has had for 20 years and I have been with for uh, a decade passed away this past week. That's partially why I've been in something of a funk. Uh, we're still going through the motions of him being gone we miss him dearly and i would like to thank everyone who reached out to us and sent us love and online hugs and everything um he will always be with us in our hearts and um we will we will miss him tremendously and uh yeah he's been he's been with he's been with the, with the talking comics family for a long long time and uh he He's he's a he was a special special boy and he was real 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 good his whole life, uh, right up until the day that he wasn't and we had to make a hard decision. And um, I just want to thank everybody for their their support and their warm wishes. They are much much appreciated. So with that, we've reached the end of this week's edition of the Talking Comics podcast. As always, you can send us your comments or questions through our email. Podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. We are also on the Twitter at Talking Comics. I might hand that over to someone else if they want to run it, because obviously I'm not. Uh, We've also got Talking Comics on Hive and Talking uh, Talking Comics Podcast on Instagram. Aaron and Chris are doing bang-up jobs on their end of the social media stuff uh and yeah we're looking forward to some things in the future we got a new recording situation i like this uh being able to see you guys thing this has been fun
2: yeah it's
0: it's It's really added
2: an element to it
0: it's neat it's uh i love being able to catch you with the ghost thing earlier
2: That was so weird, y'all. I can't explain that. It was so strange.
3: It was <laughs> see, so random. I'm so clever. We were talking earlier about being able to do this without actually having anyone know that you're not paying attention. You didn't even see me do my Amazon orders. You no, know,
2: know, we could here. tell. It was <laughs> reflecting in your glasses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I saw Amazon.
2: I saw which shoes you ordered, actually. Saw, clickety-click,
0: click-clack. Look at that. They'll be here in two
2: days. <laughs> nice.
0: But, all right. Uh, let me bring up the thing here. Bob, where can our listeners find you?
1: Old fashioned email. Bob Ryer at
3: TalkingComicBooks.com.
0: And Aaron, how about you? At AJM70. And Chris?
2: Uh linktree.com slash the myth of psyche.
0: All right. Uh, I am at dead underscore anchorus on the internet. Ronwin is at shiny baby B. John is at John P. Burkle and Joey is, is at Joey Frugino. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I don't John Burkle seventy or something. I think what? he's gone, isn't he?
0: <laughs> he's something. He he posts he posts stuff every now and again on uh, his Instagram. He's he's lurking. He's around there somewhere. Heaven's Gate seventy. That's where he's at.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the one running that. Yeah, now. that's that's. Oh. The one, yeah.
3: But I am the, the real Viola Davis. Yeah. The Church <laughs> of Burkle.
2: I am the real Viola. I am the
3: real ViolaDavis.com
0: with a blue oh, check mark. No.
2: With yeah. a blue check mark.
0: But, but a hidden one.
2: Yep. <laughs> yes. So he doesn't get bullied.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, our apologies for this episode coming out late, but hey, we're all here. We're together.
2: Yeah, we're uh, all here, even John.
0: That's right. Yes. Uh, he was be the ghost excellent. in your room, Chris. Oh my yeah, gosh, he's the that ghost. Was in...
2: no
0: that's amazing. <laughs> uh be excellent to each other out there. Uh, and until next time on the Talking Comics podcast to be continued.